Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The Brewing Network Sunday Session is brought to you by the badasses at More Beer. Visit them at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. I'm jet propelled at all times. (laughs) How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example. And this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think it's bullshit. (laughs) I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. No. We're going to teabag fight. (laughs) You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five? Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Session, another live show from the Hop Grenade. JP's back in action. Hi. Bevo's back in action. And uh, I'm never in action. <laughs> Tasty's <laughs> pretty much still all the time. Yeah, there's no action over no, in, very in the Tasty front. Uh, Jamil's back in action. He's with us tonight. Hey, welcome to the show, Jay Z. Thank you. It's nice to have you. Love to be here. Jamil of uh, Brewing Network fame, of course. Yes. Um, <laughs> Let's get that right out of the way right now. More recently, of Heretic fame. So that's exciting. We always have Heretic on tap here. Oh yeah. Except for potentially tonight. <laughs> Did we have any heretic out there tonight? No, the cousin's on, but the twin. Oh, the know, cousin. That, that thing's true. lost in space or something. Oh, the twin goes quick. I know. Yeah. you got to be here. Usually because it gets delivered and I take it home. You can buy a couple, you know. Ooh. There's, we don't have like a limit on how many you can buy. <laughs> no, but you'll appreciate that we only buy a little because uh, we buy enough to keep in cold storage. Uh-huh. We don't mm-hmm. want a warm store as much as humanly possible so until we sort out that issue we we just order enough to keep everything cold and ready to go on tap and you're nearby anyway so if we really screw up (laughs) you know drive out to the brewery fix them up (laughs) brewery fresh brewery fresh every time that's our new slogan here at the hop grenade yeah brewery fresh yeah every time (laughs) every single time well how was uh disneyland jp it was good it was really hot uh but it was good 
Yeah. We went down a few days early, did some brewery tours. Okay. Hung out with some friends down there and uh, had a good time. Any uh, new breweries that we should know about? Uh, hung out with the guys at Noble Ale Works. They're, uh, God, they're like uh, five minutes from Disneyland. Oh. Yeah. Uh, they're making some good beer. Now are they? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It was really, God, it was hot. It was like 87% humidity in like the mid 90s the entire weekend. Yeah. Real That's gross. Disgusting. That's yeah, a lot real of gross. A lot of humidity. Sounds uh, like my crotch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real gross. <laughs> real gro- no one wants to go there. It's weird. It Hot smelled like your crotch, too. It's, uh, JP told me right. that it smelled <laughs> like that also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, turkey legs. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> like cooked or, uh, yeah, oh, yes. or like raw? No, like on the bird. I see. Yeah, yeah. running away from you. <laughs> I heard the weather was uh, nice and cool and crisp and beautiful over at Knott's Berry Farm. Maybe you should check them out next time. Yeah. Sure. Always good weather at Knott's Berry Farm. Right. They're a new sponsor. Oh. That they told that's me to say that. They said, here's our slogan. Always good weather at Knott's <laughs> yeah. Berry Farm. Because they don't have the berms to hide the, the air. Yeah. The airflow. That's right. What? That's what I heard yeah. about. They actually do put on a really good uh, Halloween like uh, monster kind of thing. They Not scary it. farm. Not so scary farm. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I've always Why wanted to go to that. Because that? <laughs> it's pretty red. I don't know. Because Not you, Justin. Oh. Because I'm, I, you know, spent some of my youth in Los Angeles, oh, that's and right. Not Scary <laughs> Farm has been going on for quite some time. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, we got a great show planned for you today. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsor, More Beer. They bring you this session and every session, and they have since day one. Uh, you can go to morebeer.com right now. Great homebrew supplies, great people, nice gentlemen and ladies working over there. <laughs> I was just there buying some green coffee for fresh coffee roasting. Oh, yeah. Yes. I've been thinking about coffee roasting again. You should. But, uh, but Chad's not around to do it for you. <laughs> even then, it didn't happen <laughs> that much. That's true. I get excited about these things because I like equipment and gadgets, and so I get the gadget and I use it a couple of times, and then I go, I don't know, I can buy pretty good coffee, so I send up, I don't use it again. It's cheaper. I've been doing it for like six months. I thought I was going to have that same issue too, but uh, you know, I I can roast about five ounces at a time, and it lasts me about a week. Okay, and I just need to stay on top of it, and uh, it's it's really easy. It ends up cheaper, huh? It does because it's like seven, eight bucks a pound. Okay. For for uh, you know pretty good pretty good coffee. I mean they get some pretty good quality beans there. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember that, and and I remember having a little bit of fun doing it. But then it's just it's just another thing that you have to do. Kind of like home brewing. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's another exactly thing. Like, yeah. Every guy who home brews goes, you know, I really thought about making mead, but God, I don't want to do it because then you got to. It's another thing. I can just buy it. Every time I think like uh, I. <laughs> Yeah. I think I'll make a pizza. Well, yeah. I can just call yeah. and I want whatever. God. Like when you think about the ideology of right. making everything yourself and how fun it is, you know, it's such, it's a, it seems like it's such a great idea. And then you realize how much of your time it all takes. Yeah. And who has time anymore, Tasty? It's like anything. You have to be motivated. I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm like I made a beer uh, that's going to be ready this week, hopefully, uh, for this Northern California Home Brewers Festival. Well, I was motivated because I'd be embarrassed if I showed up without home brew. So sure. That was my motivation. I didn't feel like brewing that day. Just like you probably don't feel like brewing most days. But right. I had a reason to do it, so I did it. So you feel motivated then. I, I get that. Yeah. But it's also, too, like, uh, you notice that the more things you own, it's just the more stuff you have to do. Yeah. Like, uh, like I thought, you know, I wanted this Volkswagen bus my whole life. <laughs> yeah, here it comes. Well, I know. I still love it. All right. But I realized that it means... Regular maintenance yes. and the waxing of the paint because I spent money on the paint and yeah. the whole and it's just one example. I mean, the more things you think that you want, 
all it means is more shit on your calendar that you got to make sure you're doing stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, Jamel? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You end up uh, uh, wasting all your time taking care of all your stuff. Your stuff, exactly. Yeah. But you just have, you have to think about the upside, like your finished, finished batches of beer or you know being in the, the right lane at 54 miles an hour with yes. a trailer for 19 hours in a row. Uh, look it's, at it's, it's the upside that really sells the work. It's like right. trying to go and have sex, you know, and you, you end up... You got to go out to, you got to get dressed up. You got to go to the club. You got to find somebody. You got to talk nice to them. Yeah. You know, you go with all the stuff. You just pay somebody. And, you know, <laughs> it's so the whole thing done. Better yet, just stay home and surf internet, internet porn. There you go. I mean, you're right. The, the effort it takes dressed. to actually do things in life is, uh, it's, it's not worth the payoff. Sometimes it's yeah. not. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's better off sitting in a room by yourself. Actually, we should JP, just... turns out you've had it right the whole time. I've been trying to. And then so I've been trying to, oh, I'm going to do some more stuff. Like, you know, I got the bug. That's why I got rid of the bug. It's too much maintenance. It's too much work. So I got rid of it. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's just, uh, you know, I get it now. You kind of trim it down and you find that nice balance. I was actually thinking about getting older because uh, I think you and I are both going to be 37 yeah. here shortly. Yeah. And uh, I wish that I knew the stuff now when I did when I was like 15 because I just want to learn more stuff and do more stuff and have more hobbies. But then at the same time, I don't have fucking time for it. Yeah. I'm trying to get rid of a bunch of stuff. Yeah. You're not doing and, anything uh, when you're 15. Right. So why not just take all your time to learn cool shit then? Yeah. And then when you're, when you're 37, when you're ancient, uh, you know. Is that how old we're turning? I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. Hey, it's Sam's birthday today. Very. Speaking of ancient and no sex. Sammy the douche right there with his with his shitty L.A. Dodgers hat on his head. Uh, he's turned. I thought you were going to say his shitty daughter. I was going to slap you. No, it's d- <laughs> on his head. Daughter's the only thing good about Sam. Uh, Sam, how old are you today? 35 or something? 35. I met Sam. I, I think I met Sam when he was 18. Ugh. I think I'm pretty sure you were 18 when I met you. An 18 year old Sam just seems a, re- a recipe for doucheness. <laughs> stupid. It seems stupid. Actually, he was a lot less douchey back then. Uh, really? You think it's best? A lot fault? more creepy. He did. He was more creepy. Um, he didn't say anything to anybody back then. He just. Oh, he would, the good old days. He would just nod and giggle. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Was, you go, hey Sam, that was funny, huh? It was the homeschool. Uh, <laughs> What's a creepy Sam story? How was Sam like more creepy than he is? Yeah, uh, he now? would just sort of stare at you in a creepy way, hmm. kind of like Tasty does. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's like he just looks at you weird. All right. um, no, I don't know. He just because you couldn't figure him out. You know, you yes. you couldn't even tell if he liked you or not. Okay. Because he, he would really... He still can't. You, you couldn't tell if he was having fun. You couldn't tell if he was happy or sad. That's pretty he much just, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, still sad. At least he smiles a bit now, you know. That's true. Um, I'd like to think his personal hygiene might be better. I don't think you so. You don't think so? No. I, in fact, he was probably a little cleaner back then. I mean, he's married now. What's the point? Right. So... Sleeping on the couch. It doesn't matter what your, <laughs> what your teeth look like. <laughs> There's. Yeah. Well, happy birthday, Sam. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah. All right. So we got McLeod Ale Brewing Company on the program today. Uh, brewery out of uh, Los Angeles, uh, L.A. County anyway, right? San Fernando? Van Nuys. Yeah, the Valley. Oh, Van Nuys. Yeah, yeah. it is L.A. County, though, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so McLeod Brewing Company. A uh, cool thing about that is that we've got their beer here, and uh, we've got our first cask ale at the Hop Grenade, thanks to McLeod. So they brought a cask ale that's being served. It's right there on the bar. You can see it. If there's proof that it's in a cask, <laughs> you can see it. Uh, you can come on out to the Hop Grenade and watch the show and try the beer. We encourage you to do that during this show and, and every show that we do, because uh, that's why we put the studio here. So we're going to taste some good, uh, I guess they do all um, cask conditioned ales at the brewery yep real british ale so except for made here yeah there you go so mcleod brewing company they're with us today we'll get to them in just a few minutes and we're happy to have them on the show a few announcements to let you know um our indiegogo campaign to get us to australia is uh, coming to a close soon Uh oh and um we're still looking to maybe get some more brewcasters out there uh, right now we've got uh nathan tasty myself and push is is going so nice. that allows us to go. Uh, Nathan and Tasty, I think, are going to do some presentations at the Homebrews Conference. Um, we're going to do a live show since Push is going. It allows us to do a, a live show from Australia um, and bring you back some video content and uh, all sorts of good stuff. So you can what? still support us uh, by going to our homepage and, and clicking on the on tap there. And then uh, just click the Indiegogo campaign and you can support us. And what does your going allow them to do? You know, I don't know. And I don't even, I think that they only invited me, to be honest with you. To get to everybody else? Yeah. Because they knew that I would turn into a total asshole if they invited Nate and Tasty and not me. Uh-huh. Uh, so Very wise. Yeah. So they approached me first and they were really good at it. They're good communicators because they were like, yeah, you know, we want you to come. And uh, we just think, it, you know, they spent a lot of time telling me how great it would be if I'd come. And then they sort of sneak in there. Um, yeah, so you come, but then, like, Nathan does a presentation, so that would be really cool. <laughs> so they didn't, you know, they didn't invite me to do anything. Mm-hmm. Just to mm-hmm. Well, they know you. Yeah. They, they're clearly listeners. These, listeners. these yeah. people know what they're doing. I tell you, they invited yeah. me uh, to, the, to the inaugural one. Oh, yeah. They haven't invited, invited me back since. Oh, no. <laughs> That's why I know they really know what they're doing. They know they, what they're doing. They're, they're putting up quality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're going to... They didn't want an outbreak of shingles again. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's going to be fun, and we'd like to bring more brewcasters out there. So if you've got an extra dime or so, uh, you can see there's different levels. You get hats, and there's a special uh, Australia BN Army t-shirt that we made. It looks great. And I think it's pretty cool. I do cool. say so myself. I like it. Uh, uh, if you want to clarify, when do people get their, uh, when do the donators get their prizes? Uh, we are going to bring all the prizes with us on the plane to Australia. Oh. It's the only way we could afford to do it. Otherwise, <laughs> we'd give away all of our donations and shipping. Um, so we're bringing stuff on the plane with us, and then we'll essentially give it to people who arrive at the uh, festival. These are Australian donors, of right. course. Uh, people who arrive at the festival can pick it up from us, uh, or we'll actually ship it from within the country to the other Australian donors oh, okay. who are not going to the conference. Uh, you U.S. folks, as soon as we end the campaign and, and get all the merchandise in, uh, Bevo will, will ship it to you. So you should get it... Um, I guess I'd say by the end of October. Okay. Um, Definitely after the campaign ends. After the campaign yeah. ends. Cool. Yeah. It's, everything happens after the campaign ends. And we don't know how many of the shirts to order yet and things right. like that. So, you know. Um, anyway, it's a great way to support us if you'd like to. Uh, if you're in the U.S., you just want to hear content from us uh, putzing around over in Australia. Right. Uh, or if you want to meet us, then uh, you can do it that way as an Australian. All right. Also, let me let you know we're, of course, going to the Great American Beer Festival like we always do. Uh, that's happening the first week in October. It's uh, October uh, 2nd through the 4th. We will be streaming, once again, everything that happens in the Brewer Studio. So that's all the interviews and the panels and the games that we do from there all week long. And then uh, the award ceremony. So you can root for your favorite breweries or um, 
If you're a brewery, you want to turn it on uh, in the brew house. We stream in HD. You can put it up on the big screen. A lot of people did that last year, I found out. Yeah. And um, we had over uh, over 3,500 uh, breweries turn, tune in to the awards, which is really cool. That's uh, like every brewery in the United States, it was, isn't it? It was 30, <laughs> Yeah, I guess, I guess they all weren't breweries, were they? There are a lot of people and then a bunch of brewer, uh, breweries. Oh, so, oh yeah. that was the number yeah, of viewers? Good point. Yeah, yeah, viewers, yes. Okay. Well, still, uh, still probably I guess percentage. I said it because all of the people in the chat room with us seem to be at breweries or brewers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it could still be like 700 but, uh, people and all the breweries. Yeah, it still could be. <laughs> I do like hanging <laughs> out in the chat and I'm watching that because there are a lot of people who are, like you said, either from the brewery or good friends or supporters, and, and you get that kind of... Uh, Good-natured infighting in the chat room. People rooting for their, you know, their state-specific uh, yeah. brewery. Or you can sit and wrote, root for the pro-am folks, right? That's true. Like Nate and myself. Yeah, you're both in it. Yeah, that's right. No one cares. In fact, we're having an event with your pro-am beers here uh, the Tuesday after GABF. Oh, good to know. Uh, so it'll I'll be, be uh, your beer with Flat Tail. I, I believe will be here, um, and uh, there's a Drake's beer with Nathan. Yeah. There is a beer with um, hey, we could Iron Springs that one of the Doe's members, Jeremy, brewed. Oh wow, we're gonna have that on tap. And I know one Andy, more. Jo- Andy Johnson has one from uh, uh, God Kevin Pratt's brewery. Uh, Santa Barbara Brewing. Oh, okay. We could Should throw do. in some Taffel Bully from Staley. Oh, is that a pro am? Yeah, it was started out. At. <laughs> now, now, now we just we enter it as right. uh, one of our core beers. Sure. We're okay with it not being uh, this year's pro am. We yeah. kind of want to do a pro am night where we just That's get the whole pros nice. and amateurs together. That's the important part. It's yeah. not the right. That's a great beer too. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to do that. That's I think it's October seventh is the date. It's Sounds that, about right. Whatever that second Tuesday uh, yeah. or the Tuesday after JBF. Uh, anyhow, uh, watch all the awards. Just um, It'll be on our on-tap page uh, next week, so you know where to click the link to watch everything at GABF. You can support us by shopping at Amazon. Um, just click the Amazon link right there on our homepage. It's a great way to support. You don't have to spend any extra money. Just do your shopping as normal. We have an Amazon product of the week, Moscow. Sure. Somebody bought Harry Potter, the complete eight-film collection on Blu-ray. I'm wondering if it was uh, Bevo. It was not me. She okay. already owns it. I already hard to own believe. it. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah. Did you buy, maybe you bought a set for uh, Sam for his birthday so that he had his own set? Yeah, no. I wouldn't waste that kind of money on <laughs> no. Sam. Well, okay. whoever bought it is going to receive all eight Harry Potter movies, including Philosopher's Stone, Chamber of Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban, Goblet of Fire, Order of the Phoenix, Half-Blood Friends, Deathly Hollows 1 and 2. Azkaban. What'd I say? I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's my favorite new strain. In any case, we got $3.86 from the $51 purchase price. Thank you, and keep it up. Has anybody besides Bevo seen all of those movies? There are really JP's eight. hand flew up. There are really seven. eight of them? No, there's seven. Oh, seven. Seven? Yeah. Were they all in the theater? Yeah. Oh. Wow. Popular. This complete no, eight film eight. collection. Oh. Is there eight? Well, yeah, it's because you... the, last, yeah. the last book they broke into two films. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh. Well, technically, you could probably make it. Yeah. That slipped by me. Eight. There you go. Tacey's <laughs> like, shit, I only have My seven. wizard were... costume was at the cleaners or something. <laughs> They were good movies. Tasty's like, oh, that's why it doesn't. The ending doesn't make sense. I would give up a lot of things to see Tasty in a wizard costume. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, subscribe and join the BN Army. Uh, you just click the donate button if you become a recurring donor. You get entered into the More Beer monthly donation giveaway, and that's where we draw a name for a hundred bucks to More Beer. And um, you always get contacted via email, so uh, if you haven't been contacted, you, you haven't won, don't worry. But we draw a name uh, each and every month, and it's fun to see. Sometimes we recognize the names. That's always cool to see. I think Brew Tattoo 
just won this last one. Oh, good. Which is great, because Brew Tattoo's been donating for a while, and uh, he's at a high level on the monthly donor thing, so it's nice to see everybody rewarded. But we reward all of you for donating, uh, just you know, by drawing a, a random name. So just click the subscribe button. Get all these updates and more over on Twitter, and hey, send your show ideas over to Scott the Juice, Scott at TheBrewingNetwork.com, and send feedback to feedback at TheBrewingNetwork.com. Do we have a Twitter game today? We do, Justin. Let's do Twitter brought to you today by Keystone Homebrew Supply. Good friends over at Keystone Homebrew Supply. Strong supporters of the program, doing good things out there. Check them out at Keystone Homebrew Supply. What's our Twitter game? Well, uh, as you may or may not be aware of, Justin, since you were jaunting around Europe, yes. uh, it is wet hop season, or therefore slowly approaching wet hop season uh, here in, in America. And uh, the BN, I've noticed, is we're growing up a little bit. Mm. We're, we're starting to take uh, more control in what we say and the words we use and all that kind of stuff. So Our balls are getting lower. Yes, I would imagine so. There was the lack of control right there. Oh, Still that's... coming through. <laughs> Oops. It's fine. Uh, uh, but I've, I've realized that I think the term wet hop is a little offensive and uh, nay, uh, uh, sophomoric. Oh. Uh, wet hop. It's very, it's very offensive. It's very uh, highly charged. It's it might bo- be even a little sexist. sexist. Yeah, yes. borderline sexist. For sure. It is. So I'd like for us to come up with another name for this brewing term. Not wet hop. Wet hop is like, uh, it sounds like a strip club or something like that. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's elevate ourselves a little bit, would you guys? <laughs> All right. Like rusty hop, hop bone or what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> You guys see in the news the maybe we even talked about this, but uh, my memory's going as we get older, JP. Yeah, this strip club brew pub thing in the news. No, you didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, there's. I don't remember. I wish I thought of it. I, Everybody yeah. knows about it already because they sent me email. You know, of course, everyone knows how much I love strip clubs. So they sent me emails. It's in the news. Uh, very controversial. You know, because beer people take their they get so serious about beer. You know, oh, you can't have a brew pub and, and strippers. That doesn't respect the beer, which I think is a stupid thing to say. What about female brewers? <laughs> I mean, only if they're like squirting it out over the audience, <laughs> you know, leaning back and I think shooting it in an arc. Then I could see I'm, maybe there would be a little bit of a problem. At least yeah. they're using craft beer. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean. Here's the line. <laughs> <laughs> Been crossed or what? Oh, it was. I mean, I'm waving at me from a distance. I think I'd rather see that than the old ping pong ball trick. Right, like right. Fill a pint from across the stage. At least when you're catching the stream in your mouth, it's craft beer. You know, something nice. Yeah. You know, delicious. Uh, you know, hoppy IPA uh, or something. You know, you don't I want them it. using like a, no. You know, uh, some Corona or something. Oh, or, no, who wants to drink that? I mean, what China? is it? What is it they use in Tijuana, Bebo? Uh, <laughs> do you remember? They do that. Oh, no. You don't remember? Remember from your last career? No, uh, I don't. What remember. bottles? Well, I, I don't know. I just saw people, you know, beer nerds complaining about it. And I just, I don't know. I hate it when everyone gets so serious about their beer. It drives me crazy. Relax. It's beer. What was the issue? I don't even, I, I still don't that understand. It's not that it doesn't, it's not respecting craft beer. It's just that it's a gimmick for the strip club. And sure. I really, I don't care. You don't think. It's a, two a, of my favorite things on planet Earth. Yeah. You don't think a, a steak buffet is a gimmick for a strip right. club or a dollar it, beer or whatever? It doesn't whatever? respect the steak. The oh, bulls don't man. like it. Oh, God. The cows don't like strippers. Don't you know that? That's that, that, that's, it's, doesn't that argument sound silly? Yeah. To me, the argument is equivalent when people start taking their beer so seriously. Well, go, you shouldn't put, you know, we're trying to elevate craft beer, and then you, you just make it a strip club. That's not elevating well, it. Well, it, it kind of makes sense because, I mean, the strippers probably don't respect themselves either. So it, <laughs> it works. It's, it's a symbiotic uh, thing. Well, I'll give you You that. can't have one thing respecting itself and the other 
you know, having daddy issues. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I bet you they name their beers things like daddy issues, <laughs> IPA. <laughs> they got to do a beer with cinnamon in it. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know. Main stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the main stage uh, pale ale. Cherry Porter. Um, sugar, so gross. Sugar Just Daddy Saison. <laughs> champagne Room Rustic <laughs> Brown yeah. Ale. I don't know. Yeah, no sex in the Champagne Room Rustic <laughs> Brown. Is that what you mean? Uh, I don't know. It's now on the top of my places that I want to travel to. Where, uh, where, where is, is it? it? I forget. Uh, I want to say Ohio or something of like that. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to Google it. I can't find it. I stripper, brewery, brew pub, brew pub boobs, strip whatever club. I search for. I'm really? telling you, it doesn't come up. What is coming up? <laughs> uh, beers <laughs> such as Stripper Ale, American Blonde from Coast Range Brewing Company. <laughs> Hillbilly so, uh, Stripper Red Ale. Yeah. I got it right here. There you go. H-I-V-P-A. <laughs> That's a good beer name. Uh, right? See, I, I, I found it because uh, you know I used Bing and not Google. Oh. What did you? What were your words? What did you search for? Brew pub strip club. Really? Wow! <laughs> Just look for that. No, you look for strip. Uh, so is it in? A, see, there you go. A great photo Those of a couple strippers. of strippers with uh, some uh, kegs. Those strippers don't work Those in Ohio. Breasts. Let me just tell you. <laughs> it does. Does it say where it is, JP? Can you uh, tell if it's, if it's in Ohio? Oh, the, the name is called Pinups and Pints. Oh, perfect name. Uh, uh, seems very classy. Yeah. <laughs> see, it's respectful. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not like it was called. You know, vages and lager. Oh, I <laughs> want to go here. The club in question is Pinups and Pints, attuned to Dayton's brewing scene, Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio. Uh, Looks blah, blah, blah. like I'm going to Ohio, kids. Oh, I'm sorry. The club is in Medway, just north of where I-675 dead ends into I-70. This this person is a right, that's spot on article writer. <laughs> uh, journalist? This I see thing. a remote happening I, in our I also in prefer future. article writer. <laughs> I'm a radio talker. And, uh, <laughs> for example, should, should we should we talk on the radio from this place? Should we do a remote? You know, I generally don't like doing remotes, but I think I could be persuaded to do a remote from what's it called? Pints and puss, uh, pin ups, pin ups and pints. <laughs> That's Justin. what I, did, I forgot the name. Is it full nudity? Pin ups and pints. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I imagine yeah, what it's alcohol. Nudity, yeah. It's probably topless only. Yeah. Probably. Okay. Interesting. You don't need full nudity ever. It's uh, well, that's state by Agreed. state, by the way. Oh, it is. Yeah, California. That's the law. But uh, pin up pale that. ale is the inaugural beer. Of course. There you go. Yeah. Well, this is the quote from the from the owner. If I'm going to have it, it might as well make it good. <laughs> <laughs> that he's a smart guy, I think, and that sounds like he's respecting. It might as well. He was definitely not sober during that quote. <laughs> might as well uh, be good. There you go. All right. Anyhow, about the beer. <laughs> That's even worse. All right. Anyway, thanks for the Twitter game, JP. You're very welcome. Good <laughs> job there. All right. Well, I could save feedback for the end of the program. We'll do okay. feedback then. We don't have Doc here to yell about it. Doc was in uh, Doc form last week on the program. Oh, I missed it. You did miss uh, it. I was kind of glad you missed it because, uh, right, Tasty? Yeah, I he mean, was, he yeah, is in Doc form, yeah. The problem sometimes is when he um, tries to engage in the interview. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know how there's so yeah. there's the end of the show doc and that's right. fine sure. it's a, but when when he tries to engage in the interview uh watching a question come out of his mouth <laughs> is like uh, uh pulling teeth so to speak i right. know exactly 
exactly uh, what you're talking. It's like it's like you know okay. the clown who keeps pulling the the rope out of the the handkerchief, the, the handkerchief yeah. that keeps going on forever, and yeah. it just keeps. And you know it's going to end soon, but it never does. Right. That's Doc asking interview questions. He doesn't know what the question is. He starts in dark because he wants form. to ask a question, but he doesn't know what it is to get to. Yeah. It was you know, and it's. Uh. It's hard for me because so I'm here and I I can see Doc ask you know asking question, but out of the corner of my eye, I can also see the looks on the faces of the guests. Oh, they were in studio. They're in studio. Oh. And the look isn't exactly a look of horror, but it's a, it's definitely bewilderment. Right. And like, what the fuck? And they look at me like they look back and forth at me. They'll look at Doc and then back at me. Sure, like, you're its owner. Aren't you it's, going to do something about this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, like, you're the, the owner of the dog. Your dog is peeing on me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's dry humping my leg. It's very uncomfortable it's for like me. It's like when you talk to somebody with a really thick accent, and then there's somebody who knows this person well who can yeah. interpret. Interpret, interpret and yeah. you're just looking at you and like, they're looking and i'm like i got nothing um, <laughs> i don't know what the question was either <laughs> great yeah. it didn't help that we were drinking the guests uh belgian triple that was coming in at like nine percent and change right oh you God. know and right. doc was working on number four on uh, you know about the time he started asking questions and amazingly you'll like this jp justin had two of them i had two of a belgian oh. triple it was good don't, I, I thought it was belgian apas you don't like no, well, that too, but I actually don't like uh, Belgian doubles or triples. I've no, never seen them drink that style. Uh, uh, I don't like a strong estuary beers, and this one was certainly estuary, but um, not to a point where it offended my palate. I, I quite liked it. It was a Shubros beer. Okay, good. And uh, yeah, it was a nice Belgian triple. Awesome. Yeah, I had two, and I mean, I was feeling good too, but it, uh, I feel like at but least you know I, where could, to cut it off. I could finish a question. Right. <laughs> we actually, JP and I contemplated calling in. Yes, we did, actually. I'm kind of glad we opted against that. Yeah. I wouldn't have helped. <laughs> no, I feel so. like your head might have exploded all over the place. Mine had definitely would explode. He did that yeah. to me a couple weeks ago. We were doing a Dr. Homebrew, and he happened to be in here pre-Burning Man, doing some pre-Burning Man planning. Okay. And he just... <laughs> Drinking? Just, well, yeah, just walks in <laughs> and sits down. And like uh, my guys are like, hey, Doc, what's going on? And there's a guest in here. And then you know, doc, uh, I'm like, here, have this beer. And he's like, blah, blah. He, he, he starts to engage, and he was kind of spot on. So his palate is still pretty decent when he's hammered. Yeah, but it's you have to focus so hard on what he's trying to say. It's like watching a, a like a program on BBC or like a some sort of Scottish program where you're like you have to concentrate so hard because you know they're talking English, but you can't really make the words out. You have to right. You can't understand like, through the accent. Yeah, you're four words behind trying to yeah. catch up. That's what it was. Like cool. Yeah. Thanks, dude. And then he just walks out. Awesome. <laughs> you did good, buddy. It's hard because. Because sober Doc is no fun, so I don't want that either. I don't want him sitting in here all sober. But then, but then that Doc is like, it's hard to conduct the interview. Yeah. There's, a mo- there's about five minutes of Doc that is the perfect radio Doc, From like right? 6.45 to 6.51, he's spot on. Can we give him his own show? Like, just to Maybe. do whatever, he, like the doc So he would hour. be the host. Yeah. He would have to run the thing. Yes. It, would it be called ADD? <laughs> just whatever he wants to talk about for like half an hour. It's not a bad idea. Maybe once a month, whenever he can do it. Kind of one of those one-off things we talked about. So it doesn't have to be about beer no, or anything. No, it could be about anything. It doc yeah. and the Grateful Dead playing in the background and Doc just <laughs> rambling hammered. No, because he'll take it. Yes. He'll take, we have to make the requirement that he has to drink then. Because what yes. he'll do is he'll take it seriously. No. And he'll, we need him to not take it seriously. Yeah. yeah. So Absolutely. I in mean, fact, the, the show doesn't have an official start time. Yeah. We have to sit with him and we tell him when he's allowed to start. <laughs> just don't tell him that he's doing a show. <laughs> Yeah, it's just good. tell them to come down, have some beers, and then and yeah. then just 
We'll call it Doc's Not a bad idea. sit down and start drinking. Yeah. Doc's legacy. Yeah. He's leaving his legacy behind for his kids. <laughs> recorded. His kids. Spreading uh, it all over the internet. Yeah, be great. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The chat reminded me I should send my show ideas to Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. That's right. He's, uh, he'll get them in for you. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to McLeod Ale Brewing Company, and you can get their beer on tap right now at the Hop Grenade if you come on down. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like pub discounts that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more. Zymergy Magazine and eZymergy. For tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love. And access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join right now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. 
Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the Home Brewed Chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us, too. we got a lot to do tonight, and we've got some beer to drink. I'm getting more beer in front of me right now, which, which is crucial to the running of this program. It wouldn't run without it. It would it not. This show would not run without beer. I'm trying to think, in, uh, now that I'm thinking of it, just Uh-oh, quickly. Indeed. Are you going to hurt yourself? In nine years, yes. I don't think I've ever done a show without drinking. Any show. Not one That's single show. That's good trivia. That's long-term trivia. I have come in... More hungover than you know than the last time I was hungover. I'm feeling terrible, awful, but never thought. Well, maybe I should not drink during I, today's show. It's never the thought has never even crossed my mind. I think that's not true. I believe no? there's maybe it's from the one? garage days. There might be one. I think so. Impossible. Maybe one. Maybe two. I don't know that. Well, we better it go has find to out. Have, 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 have had have had have happened. <laughs> it's some of the eight, so. eight a.m. Uh, 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 okay. Jamel shows okay. you, you did without drinking, but I wasn't really a host right. during right. that. I don't need beer to you know run the board. I just need. I beer think you were still feeling it by the by eight a.m. when we were doing the show. That's you were you were yeah. still running on fumes. So I, I still wasn't sober. This is the point. no, yeah. not not even close. Right. Not even close. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, we got a great show planned for you. And right now, we got McLeod Ale Brewing Company in the studio with us. We've got uh, Jennifer and Alistair Bowes on the program. Thanks for being in here with us. Thanks for having us. Fantastic to be here. And you drove up from uh, L.A. to be here. Beautiful downtown Van Nuys. Downtown Van Nuys. Wonderful. Have you guys lived in Van Nuys for a while? or? Um, we lived in a community very close called okay. Sherman Oaks. Oh, yeah. And uh, Van Nuys is like seven minutes from there. Okay. Now, there's still not a lot of uh, breweries in L.A., right? Right. I mean, no, five. Seven. Seven. seven now, yeah. Seven, yeah. which yeah. to this day really kind of blows my mind with with the population, and, and, and it's not like, uh, you know, people don't like beer in L.A. They do like craft beer, but not many breweries opened up. No, not yet, Huh. but hopefully soon. And when when did you guys open? We opened in mid-June, so we're just a baby. We're so like, of this year? Yeah, okay. we're not even three months in. Right. Well, same as the hop grenade. We're barely that old also. So, And when did you start planning the brewery? Um, a little bit before 2012, probably 2011, it really started to develop into an idea. And then, um, 2012, I did, you know, started incorporporating, doing all the paperwork and we've been working on it since then. It takes a while uh, to get going. Did it, did you expect it to take a couple years? No, even though everyone told us, we were like, oh, well that was just them. It's just gonna, we're going to get it done like (laughs) so fast. So, we're, but, we're laughing because we felt the same. Yeah. We're like, what could really take that long? You guys are idiots. Although I think we keep being told it really did take us a pretty short period of time, all yeah. things being considered, right? I mean, we hear yeah. two years. Can you imagine? No. Would it take us eight months? It felt like an eternity. Yeah, I had to slip my wrist if it took two years. That's a long time. Yeah, um, no, it took us two and a half. But it's stuff out of your control is what ends up happening, right? Very just much things so. things that just you don't, you don't expect. They're hard to plan for. That's what happens. Took us six or seven months just to find a building, actually. Okay. And you can't even start doing anything if you don't have a building. Sure. And did you know that you wanted it to be in in that area right off the bat? No, we had um, sort of a a triangle mapped out um, between the 405, Pasadena, and downtown LA. It kind of made a nice triangle. Okay. Van Nuys is actually the last place we wanted to end up, but oh, really? we're, we're really happy to be there now. So sorry, people from Van Nuys, I don't want to offend anyone, <laughs> no, but yeah. we're really happy to be there now. But originally, you know, we thought we'd be in a, a more hip area. Yeah. Um, Where were you guys looking? Uh, we were looking in Pasadena mm-hmm. and, you know, just various little suburbs of LA that, you know, are kind of warehousey and hip. Okay. Um, yeah. But, you know, there's, you know, problems came up. You know, there's zoning issues and like yeah. you could find a good building, but it was too close to a church or a school or oh, the yeah. landlord just didn't want, you know, like parking problems or we look near the Van Nuys Airport, actually. Okay. Um, even Burbank Airport. There's just little pockets of industrial zones. Um, so Yeah, all over that place. So you guys yeah. are right off the 405, it looks like. Near the 405, there was a, a railroad track that ran through the valley, which has now been turned into a busway. It's no longer a railroad track, but all, mm-hmm. a lot of the areas beside the rail track, road track are grandfathered in as you know industrial zones. So, okay, um, because of that. Okay. Yeah, so it's really cool because we're close to a uh, uh, downtown area. We're not, we're not as remote as Yet some still zoned are. as industrial. Yeah. Is it just a brewery or brew pub? Uh, it's just a brewery with a tasting room. With a tasting Pretty room. Pretty big tasting room. Okay. The tasting room is bigger than the brewery. <laughs> so was, <we've> <laughs> two-thirds tasting room and one-third brewery. Was that the plan as well? We actually even reduced the size of the tasting room okay. um, you know, because of fi- fire, like 
fire marshal issues and whatnot. Okay. We had to get it down so because we only have one exit, so it had to be under forty nine people. Got it. But a tasting room is a is a big deal for a brewery uh, nowadays. Jamil can attest to this too. It makes a, a a big difference in the bottom line when you can sell your beer. It's, it's huge because you're you know you're buying it uh, at the manufacturer rate, and then you're you're right. selling it at retail right? Yeah. yeah. And and the fact that people really want to come and drink at breweries, they want to be in a tasting room, so they seek it out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so Absolutely. it's good. So it's not a bad decision to make it ha- have a large capacity. No, I mean it's you know you either start without a tasting room, and it didn't cost you as much to get open, but it's way harder to sell your beer, and you're not making as much. Sure. Or you spend the money up front and get the tasting room, and yeah. you have a lot of debt, but. You're making more on the beer, so yeah. it's kind of I don't know which one is better, but you'll find that's out. The de- that's the decision we made. Yeah, <laughs> right. Is it only your uh, beer on there? You got guest beer? Um, no, we um, uh, we can only ser- serve our own beer because we're Type Twenty Three licensed, and we can only serve our own. Okay, all right. Well, when people go to a brewery, I think that's what they want anyway. Uh, if you if you move to a, a brew pub setting, I think where there's a restaurant, I think it makes sense to have other people's beer. But yeah, when I go to Heretic too, I'm not, I don't want to order someone else's beer. I want a Heretic, so uh, that makes sense. What did you guys do before uh, opening a brewery? Um, I hadn't worked for a long time because I have two boys, and I was really lucky to be able to stay home and raise them. Excellent. And um, Alistair is my new. Husband, so oh. I have two kids with another. Uh, How husband. new is he? Five years. Five years. Five years. So almost right out of the pack. Yeah. <laughs> the warranty's still good. good. Yeah, he's not. He's not worth trading in yet. No. Yeah. Did you get the extended warranty? Because <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. No. Bummer. So uh, he was landscaping, and um, I had long time ago before I had kids. I was in advertising actually. Okay. And. Um, I needed to find a way of making my own income. Yeah. Okay. Kind of cut off. Why beer? What attracted you to beer? Um, a lot of different things, and I don't want to, you know, do a long, boring story, but basically, right. a lot of different ingredients went into the pot, and brewery came out. So okay. essentially, um, I have a, um, I play in a pipe band, and a lot of bagpipers love beer. Yeah. We had an opportunity to go to San Diego a bunch of times, so my good. My good friends, Julie and Rebecca, um, turned me on to craft beer. We would go to Stone Brewing or all those San Diego breweries um, once a year because we have a big competition down there. Okay. So that started it. And I also, we have a friend who kind of has a little, uh, like, illicit pub in his house. And uh, <laughs> you know, just, like, a, a variety of different influences just started to make me realize, like, that would might uh, be a good Good business. A, a good business. Yeah, that oh. makes people happy. And I, that you know, the, the whole social aspect, it just really appealed to me. And then Alistair, I wouldn't have done it by myself, but Alistair as a landscaper had a lot of skills, um, design skills and plumbing skills. And he's always telling me how much he loves machinery and fixing things. And okay. so it just all started to, I started to realize we could make a good team. Yeah. And do I mean, something wild really, and crazy. A brewery is a, a giant plumbing endeavor, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, there's some electrical. There's yeah, plumbing and electrical. If you got those two things, yeah. uh, making the beer, the yeast does that. Yeah, right? janitorial, so, you know. Yeah. But you could, I guess you could do that after you were built. Yeah, that's yeah, the, anyone I, can learn that, that yeah. you know. Uh, so did you help to build the brewery then, Alistair? Yeah, no, I, I was very much involved from the very beginning. Um, uh Landscaping does actually include a lot of electrical. Um, oh, yeah. I, as a landscaper, I was more than a horticulturalist. I was actually uh, involved in all the type of construction you put in your garden, patios, even water features, 
lighting. Okay. You know, the structures you put in a garden. So I had a lot of uh, experience all around, so I was able to apply them. And and very much the uh, the aspect of designing and uh, drafting plans and going to the city, getting the planning permission and the building safety and all that. Yeah. So I had the temperament to do that because that was a struggle getting through that. That's a big deal. I, mm-hmm. I got to admit that that stuff to me was just completely foreign. Mm-hmm. And it's daunting when you look at the amount of paperwork and the requirements. But if you're used to it from mm-hmm. a construction background, I guess it's not daunting. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was okay for me because I realized that you just have to um, sort of bite your, bite your lip and and just uh, try to uh, not get emotional with the people that are trying to stop you doing what you want to do. Right. And you just you go away, you go, you know, you go away and get what they want and you just they have the patience to to go through all the steps that the or the extra steps that they want to make you do. And um and then you just you struggle and you struggle and you struggle and persevere and you just eventually just they suddenly decide this guy has been through the ringer. <laughs> he Yeah. He has paid his dues. Right. Now we'll just grant the thing, and <laughs> suddenly you think, what, that's it? Now it's, it's yeah. just like, you got it? It's and funny, it's like, they don't tell you that that's the requirement, but now that you put it that <laughs> yeah. way, yeah. you realize that's the requirement. Right. Trial by fire. <laughs> we would collect all the little you know numbers that you get every time you go to the city, and we made like a big you nice. know mural. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, and you guys worked with, uh, on the actual building of the brewery, uh, a guest that we've had on the program. In fact, his name is, is pretty well known in, in helping people build breweries on their own, uh, Tom Hennessy. Yes, Tom, who, uh, maybe it's a little known fact that he's actually a bagpiper as well. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So that's how you knew him before? No, oh. we found that out when we got there. <laughs> okay, okay. It's shocking. He has pictures to prove it and yeah. everything. Nice. So what did you do? You just you did you hear about him and, and contact him for help or Yeah, okay. just like everyone else. I just was, you know, looking for direction like we had this idea and I don't know how do we implement it and you know Tom, Tom's uh immersion program came up and I thought, wow, that sounds like fun. So Okay. We did that. We had a blast. So just as a reminder to our listeners, Tom Hennessy is uh there's a, a DVD uh Yeah, he did a, a- Back in the mid '90s, that was Frankenbrew, yeah, like converting dairy equipment to brewing equipment, basically. And then he did a another a book, I think, just a couple of years ago, called a Brewery Operations Manual. Okay, did you read that one, Jenny? Um, that one, he actually, when we were at his place, he was just getting the rough drafts, and so okay. yeah, we we ordered it right when it came out. But we we'd just been through his program, so it was just kind of like. He took notes for us. He's kind of like a he's a great uh, uh, D- DIY helper for people who want to start a brewery and not go buy a million dollar brewery, right? Yeah, he helps you uh, put it together on things that you can find. Yeah, right? he also just he has a very easygoing manner and he's very um, reassuring and he's a very easygoing guy. So he just makes you feel like you can do it, no yeah, problem. It's right. easy, no problem. Oh, good. Well, you need that. Yeah, especially with everything else because it's always feels like, what do you mean, no problem? Everything's a problem. Yeah. This whole project is a project. Yeah, problem. So that's nice well, then to after see. dealing with a city, it's probably a real treat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so how do you decide what size brewery you need? Uh, what was this process for you two? The biggest one you can afford, yeah? which wasn't okay. very big for us. Was that advice from other people saying to you or just something you figured out along the way? No, I think um, that was... Uh, that was kind of my comfort level. It's like I, I really wasn't comfortable taking on a huge project. Okay. I just kind of, you know, I read a lot of blogs. I read a, I read every blog of every brewery. I was very uh, interested in reading the Hess blog. Um, mm-hmm. Mike Hess Brewing yep. did a wonderful job of his blog. 
And so I would read certain blogs and I would think like, okay, that I could manage that or that that seems like something I could, okay. you know, just emotionally <laughs> handle yeah, yeah. that size. So it seems good. So it's a pretty good way to think about it. I got to yeah. tell you. What size did you end up with? We're seven barrels. Okay. And is it made up of, of various pieces of equipment, the the Tom Hennessy way of building a brewery, or did you buy a complete brewery and, you know? Well, we started getting equipment before we met Andy, and so a lot of that equipment was definitely Tom Hennessy-esque. You know, I would actually even send Tom ads like, what, how does this tank look? How does that tank look? And okay. he would give me feedback. And so we got a few tanks that way. So we actually had some tanks before um, we found Andy, our brewer. Okay. We're going to talk to Andy about yeah. the beer a bit later. Yeah. yeah. And then so when Andy came on board, he hadn't met Tom. And, he, you know, he had his own experience um, working with breweries in England. And so he brought that experience to it. So we tried to kind of forge uh, something in the middle of something like how Andy wanted to do it and how we wanted to do it via Tom. We came up with, I think, a some good compromises. So some of our equipment is Frankenbrew and, and some of it is brand spanking new. Okay, got it. So let's take some of that for example, just because I'm curious and, and I'm curious about how it got built. Your kettle, for example, was that a regular brew kettle or did you make something? Yeah, let me talk about that. That uh, That is definitely the part of the brew that I loved was building the thing and designing and converting and modifying dairy tanks. The kettle was a, a um, I guess a seven barrel one would say, a uh, uh, milk cooling tank. Okay. It didn't have a lid. Um, it was had a, a, a kind of a lid, but which was missing. So it wasn't suitable anyway. So we just cut off the, the remainder and Andy was able to uh, find a, a beautiful stainless steel lid that uh, a local company welded on. Okay. And um, basically it's a, a round, round vessel. All those old dairy tanks are super heavy duty and strong and uh, well insulated. They originally had glycol chilling in the walls. Um, it had a slightly convex bottom, which was a slight complication, but we, we managed to work, work with it, and it's a fantastic kettle. We put two electric elements in it, um, 18 kilowatts each. Uh, brings it to a boil nicely. Wow. Yeah. That's a great way to go, electric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were a little bit inspired by the way in the U.K. all the power is, is double what we have here. So they naturally have uh, more power, and electric is popular in the UK. And I talked to some 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 people that uh, I met over there, Oban Ales, the company up in the Highlands that make uh, breweries for all the you know miscellaneous small little brewing operations all throughout the UK. And he was very encouraging and got a sense of how many kilowatts we needed, etc. So uh, so yeah, we did it and it worked, and it's it's pretty pretty fantastic. We have a the flu on it has uh, it's a dog it's kind of a dog legged flu which allows the condense condense it to drop to the to the ground behind the kettle. Okay, uh, it's a simple thing that we fabricated from McMaster and Carr stainless steel tube and fittings. Yeah, yeah. You know, the first time I ever saw that was recently in in France. I saw a small brewery, and they had bought a, a very small brewery, but put it into a room that could not have a vent. There was no way to vent at, at, at all, really. And so, yeah, they had this sort of dog-legged escape, and there's this just bucket of water on the floor that's flowing <laughs> over with water, but no big deal because it's just going down the floor drain. Mm-hmm. Right. And I come in, I'm like, what the what the fuck is that? And I, you know, just I had to look and figure out that it was the steam escaping, and they they had no mm-hmm. way to vent uh, another way, and it was 
It was kind of ingenious, really. The room was hot, but it was an ingenious way to get rid of the right. and it's, it's, condensation. It's stuff like that that makes you think that you're a big dummy, right? Because we've both been around a, a, a number of breweries. We've seen it all. It's like, okay, the, the thing goes up to the sky. Yeah. But what's this pipe collecting water in a bucket? Like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> right. There's some new ingenious brewing technique that we don't know. No, it's just uh, guy goes, I can't drill a yeah. hole. He's like, steam. Yeah. Oh, Got well, it. <laughs> it's steam in various states. Yeah, right. All right. <laughs> Condensation at that point. Was it enough yeah. water to uh, to warrant looking into a way to recycle or or somehow use that water? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I want. Do, does anybody do that? Have you guys ever thought about no, that? It's, it's full of DMS and oh, nasty. Yeah, I've crud. You don't want it. You can use it for cleaning or something, can you? Uh, no, no, not even. No, that. it's got too much. Much crud. Oh, okay. Tom Hennessy. Tom, Tom Hennessy would do something with that. <laughs> yeah, he would find a way. You know, water, would, water your crops. There you yeah. go. He would distill it and then. Uh, yeah, water the crops. Now you you did mention getting something welded on this kettle. Stainless steel is is that what it's made out of? The whole thing. Uh, yes. Yeah. Heavy duty, pretty pretty thick gauge stainless steel, and we were actually able to. Uh, have it find a very or we we shopped around forever because welders in LA are eighty five dollars an hour yeah and a lot of them wouldn't even do a fixed price they all wanted hourly yeah. and we were scared of that but we eventually found a guy that uh, was actually kind of prestigious because he's the welder for Anheuser Busch excellent the Van Nuys's other brewery okay and um, he was obviously extremely competent and he was reasonable he was very fair he gave us a fixed price. And uh, other than being a bit too busy to get it done on time, it was, okay. other than that, it was fantastic. See, I bring that up because when you start a project, if you haven't done something like this before, like we hadn't done something like this tap house before, you think things are common, like finding a welder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we ran into some issues, too. I go, well, just, I don't know, fucking Google somebody and get a welder. <laughs> it's not that easy no. it's to find somebody qualified. And then, of course, you, you bring up the price issue to find something in your budget. Mm-hmm. It's just not as... Some things you take for granted. What do you mean I can't find a welder? Everybody welds. Yeah. Uh, but stainless is particularly difficult to weld, and, and it takes a particular skill. Um, so anyway, these things uh, are amazing. Andy, the, Andy, the, the brewer, is here with hey, us, too. Yeah. Uh, if I can chime in about sure. the welding. Yeah. Uh, too late. You get things. Yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> this is, uh, with the welding, too, you basically, they're, they're going to put the tank together for you, but you also have to tell them how to put the tank together. Right. So right. Uh, you might have a new, uh, an education in brewing, but you also now need to tell them how to construct a tank from a fundamental level. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you got a good price, and then they now have no idea what you want them to do. Yeah. You thought it was just a lid to go on a tank to you know <laughs> make it a tank yeah. with a lid. And they're like, no, no, no. It needs to be X shape with this amount of drop and right. <laughs> this gauge of stainless steel. And so finding you someone to, who's done it before is probably worth the extra time. Well, they knew how to do it. They yeah. knew exactly what wedge wire plating was and whatnot. But uh, still you still specs. have to tell them exactly how to make the okay, tank. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't know anything about tank design. And we're having to basically build the freaking tank for them, at least in, from a design standpoint. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of good that we got a little bit of runaround from the city because I got to learn <laughs> how to. Yeah. I got I, I learned how to construct tanks from there the ground up. Right. <laughs> oh, Andy designed the lid, and it's a, a work of art. It's oh, really excellent. great. And you know, Andy, all of us have learned so much, but Andy and Alistair really outdid themselves. Like, you need that. And yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I can't tell people. I can't tell anyone how to do exactly anything. 
Everything is in generalities for me. I go, what do you mean? I don't know. It's like kind of shaped like this, and uh, I don't measure the circumference. It has and a you, thing on it. Yeah. You, you've seen it before. Yeah. Go for it. It may and, or may not have lights. It's yeah. fine. Uh, and I really work that way. So when I have to, I know exactly what you mean when they come back and go, no, man, that's not going to cut it. You got to, you really got to tell me everything. You got to like learning a whole new skill. So it was pretty much, he, just, he wanted like step one, step two, yeah. step three. And even though you have a perfect, well, at least I would say perfect, you're much, Alistair, <laughs> Is much better at drawing exact idiot-proof plans than I am. Okay, yeah. But uh, you, you think you've put step one, step two, absolutely idiot-proof. They still mess up something like, <laughs> uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was just something so fundamental. I was like, how did you miss that? Oh, is the because it has the slightly convex bottom, I just hope people that understand uh, kettle geometry are going to think about this one for a second. Electric elements plus a needing to put a filter plate in the bottom to remove hops. okay. You need to be able to get those filter plates out, but then you've got two big, long electric elements in there. Okay. And it's, it becomes a mess really quickly. And the elements it, go under the fi- or above the filter plate. Above the filter above plate. Above the filter plate. Okay. Uh-huh. I it, see. So that's the trouble it getting gets, it out. You have yeah. to figure out how to get those plates out and then out of the manway so you can clean them. And they didn't build the plates correctly. So okay. our, we, we have great run uh, knockout right now, but our first knockouts took uh, over an hour uh, because we couldn't actually filter out the hops. We had these filter plates made that filtered nothing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so your time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was like two months lost designing these stupid ass plates that didn't do anything. <laughs> See, and this is something that I always found interesting because the contractors or the people that you're dealing with, they tell you, we need, this is, this is an exact thing. We need exact measurements. We need exact design from you. And then when stuff comes back a little fucked up, they go, well, listen, it's construction. It's a moving target. It's not very exact. Sometimes we have to work with yeah. things. And I'm like, now wait a second. Yeah. That's not what you said to me three weeks ago when you asked yeah. for the exact things. And now you're saying, well, it's kind of a moving target. Uh, we'll get there, you know. It's, yeah. it's frustrating. And not knowing about engineering, you just assume I, I had an engineer friend. You, they said they needed the the, uh, the cutting the, the file to make the uh, filter plates in a AutoCAD program. Yeah, like I, I I studied social sciences. I don't know anything <laughs> about AutoCAD. AutoCAD is the same as all other AutoCAD programs, but yeah. this file type wasn't good enough. And they tell us the day before they're going to start cutting oh, no. on like. Thursday night or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. like at 7 p.m. on Thursday night, they're like, oh, we can't open the file. It's like, hey, we sent that to you two weeks ago. Maybe right. you could have tried to open it. Yeah. You know, you, you realize why uh, larger companies with more capital are so successful because they can really sort of plan for these things. If someone says you need this to, to, you know, you need this to be an AutoCAD, you go hire an AutoCAD professional. But in small business, it's not that easy. You figure it out or it doesn't get done. It's definitely a, a funding issue, right? If you, yeah. have, if you have unlimited funds, yeah. uh, you just... Here's a bunch of money, get hey. it done, and that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, and so it's a difference between product rollout uh, locally or product rollout nas- nationwide, yeah. right? For, for, a, for a lot of stuff, not just beer, but but for stuff like that, it's like, well, look, we're, we're going to pay you a bunch of money if you fix it. Yeah. Now, you don't have all, time to fix it. All that does is insulate you from the level of people that are trying to figure it out, ah. right? So so you just moved yourself a couple layers up. You pay somebody to talk to the person who's right. Googling welder and then <laughs> and trying to come up with drawings right. and figure out AutoCAD at the last minute. Somebody's you still figuring it out. You just don't see that. Right. Yeah. You spend more money because then they do it a couple of times and then they get it right. Okay. right. How to go. open .cad document. <laughs> yeah. Bing. Right. right. 
how to speak to the city <laughs> uh, every every little step of the way. Well, you guys got there. It sounds like you have a good team, uh, and, and I think that's part of small business too, right? Is that not not any one person does all of it? You all bring different skills yeah. to the table. So uh, that's probably my best skill is putting together a team. I've okay. done it. I've done it before a couple times and. Yeah. I'm pretty proud of my team. So <laughs> nice. Is are you three the main people running the company at this point? Or are there several others working with you as well? We're the main ones running it, but we have an excellent tap room manager, and we have an assistant brewer who's uh, putting in some good apprentice time right now. Okay, good. And uh, you need that. Yeah, and he also works in the tap room, and we okay. have a few other. The apprentice allows me to sleep. <laughs> yeah, we have a few yeah. other tap. Yeah, initially Andy was designed the whole brewery so like he could be run by one person but okay yeah after a few batches i think he realized sometimes you have to do taxes and sellermanship work which <laughs> yeah yeah take some time away yeah absolutely yeah. how do your uh, how do your sons my sons are 20 and 18 now have they expressed interest in uh, getting into this awesome biz uh, no mom's part of are you kidding it's mom's that's <laughs> not cool. oh, it's lame yeah. now is it cool. oh no they're buying bud light because you've ruined your <laughs> <laughs> they're more in the alco pop you <laughs> you've ruined craft beer for them don't uh, to get out of here they think it's lame they don't no do they? i think they could, they're i think uh, they think it's cool but not cool enough for them to, they want to do their own thing okay sure they do How well they? i did have one of them work there for about a week he kind of Spent a little time in town between, you know, during the summer, and he worked there for a week, and he thought it was really fun. Okay. But. Yeah. Well, you didn't have him shoveling grain then. <laughs> no. That's kind of fun. I or like cleaning that cleaning oh, yeah. yeah. He wasn't cleaning He was pigs. washing dishes, and it, uh, that's kind of fun, because our, our, our dishwashing sink is right at the bar, so it's actually a great... That's my favorite job, actually. So you watch what's happening, and yeah, I wash I wash the glasses, and I just talk to so many customers and get to know them, and it's just sure. like a really... A really cool place to hang out and yeah. get to meet the customers and talk to them. And Okay. Yeah. And Alistair, do you still have your other gig or are you full-time at the brewery as well? Yeah, no, I'm full-time. Okay. I, uh, yeah, I gave up the landscaping and uh, I did do a little job in Bel Air uh, putting a gas line for um, an old customer that really wanted wanted it done right. And your skills. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A little homage to some old customers. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I asked that question because I feel like starting a business like this, you need all hands on deck. Totally. But oftentimes you can't afford to have Absolutely. all hands on deck. So people keep their day gigs anyway. Yeah. You know? Well, I, um, I'm i lucky because I actually get a lot of income from, well, all my income from royalties. Oh, my ex-husband uh, wrote music for film and TV. Really? Excellent. So when we split up, uh, you know. And it part, gets ongoing. It's not yeah, it wasn't it's just Yeah, it's ongoing. So otherwise I would need a full-time job. I'm in a really great position to yeah. be able to have that income coming in where I don't have to You don't like, need a paycheck do from the brewery yet. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can, it's any, almost up, though. Any music nervous. that we would know that you're getting royalties Please from? say there's like a sitcom intro that he wrote. Yeah. He, he worked on Smallville. That Seinfeld? Worked on Smallville. Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay. Excellent. Was oh, that your cool. was that your Seinfeld? That was my Seinfeld. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. That no, no, not even close. No, I thought you had a seizure. Down, 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 down. I don't know. <laughs> I just was hoping that was the sitcom yeah. theme song. I thought you were stuttering. <laughs> down, down, yeah. down, 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 my down, down. Don't, don't, don't hear it. <laughs> yeah, it's my Tourette's coming back again. Uh, all right. Well, we want to talk about the beer too. Uh, we've got the beer in front of us. So, how about this? I got to take a quick break. Uh, take care of some sponsors here. When we come back, uh, we'll do some more tasting and talking about beer. Yeah, I need more beer, dude. All right. 
So hang in there. It's the session. We're talking to McLeod Ale Brewing Company. You can go to McLeod Ale. That's M-A-C-L-E-O-D-A-L-E.com and check it out over there. You can learn about the brewery that way. Hit the chat button on the homepage and you can ask questions yourself. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. Have you ever dreamed of attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Anstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2015 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition to the 2015 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 13, 2014, every Danstar yeast pack you use is your ticket to enter. Visit danstaryeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter, so get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2015 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at danstaryeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and enter to win. As a brewer, you already don't settle for second best. You want great tasting beer and you want great equipment to make it with. So don't settle for the second best grain mill. You want a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster Mills are tough, come in two and three roller designs, and are made right here in the USA from superior materials for longer lasting performance. Pick the mill that's right for you at MonsterBrewingHardware.com and take Bevo's advice. Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need. (laughs) Monster Mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit MonsterBrewingHardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Don't settle for second best. Get a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzkrankstein? Yes, J.P. Law. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My daughter, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha <laughs> Yes, J.P. Law, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! 
Glickman's new tower of power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The tower of power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The tower of power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the tower of power. Dr. Glickman with the tower of power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy a pint. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. A few things happened 30 years ago. Arpanet migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or Visit the store in Dublin, California, and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Yeah, well, there it is. I was, come on, I was really close to that. But now, 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 now. See? <laughs> no? Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say close. <laughs> But recognizable. If it was named that tune, it would be like, eh. Not no. one of you would have gotten it that I was talking about Seinfeld? No, I no. got it. Oh, see? JP got it. Well, the it. fact that you said Seinfeld helped a little. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right when JP got it. It helped a lot. He's like, Actually, yeah, 100% of it. <laughs> All right, before we move on, hey, let me let you know about America's oldest brewing school, Siebel. That's right, uh, more courses than any other brewing school. Uh, and courses include things like the advanced homebrewing course. So, uh, you know, even as homebrewers, you can go learn to brew over there. Craft distilling and beer style courses for those looking to ace beer knowledge exams. Professional-level brewing courses available both campus-based and web-based, so you can do it in your underwear. I've always liked that option. And uh, the f- uh, faculty includes some of the best-known and respected instructors in international Brewing. So check them out over at Siebel. It's a great school, and a lot of guests we've been having on lately have uh, come from the Siebel Institute. So that's good to see. Great sponsors of ours, too. So check them out. All right, so we still have McLeod Brewing Company uh, in, in the studio with us. You can go watch the uh, studio cams anytime during the show or even after by going to thebrewingnetwork.com slash TV, and then you can see all of their lovely faces if they come into the studio, uh, which we've been having a nice run of in-studio guests. You guys drove all the way up from Southern California to do this, so that's nice of you. I'm sure we were the only thing on your list. <laughs> That's a yeah. terrible drive. You guys in nine other breweries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, which is, you know, you got to do your research while you're here, don't you? Um, Make a weekend of it. <laughs> having uh, this bar makes it a, a little bit of an easier sell to uh, insist that out-of-towners make the drive. It is, right? People B- want Before, come... I would be sheepish about it. Like, I would maybe I would try once, and if they went, yeah, yeah I, wouldn't, I wouldn't press the issue. But now right. it's like, I insist upon it. Yeah, good. Yeah. It's working, and it works for us, too, because, for example, we're having our first cask night here at the Hop Grenade, thanks to you. Um, so Andy, the brewmaster, is in the studio with us now as well. And uh, what is the beer that we have on cask here? Uh, we have, it's called the Session Gap. Um, we're in Van Nuys, so all the beers are porn-themed. 
I mean, uh, bagpipe tunes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> porn t- with bagpipe soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. bagpipe it's, porn. It's my favorite it's, genre. Right. Yep. <laughs> AdamandEve.com. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is the Session Gap is an Ordinary Bitter, which is a, you know, Ordinary Bitter is a BJCP-style designation. Uh, we just call it a bitter. Okay. Normally, but, uh, what defines a, an Ordinary Bitter by the BJCP? Do you remember all that nonsense? Uh, I only have... I'm only Cicerone beer server certified, so I haven't really gotten that Jamil, high. what defines a... I can give you a little it's bit. It's like 2.8 to 3.8. Um, you know, it's got a, a, a bit of a caramel note. Uh, you know, English esters, uh, firm bittering, uh, but with some malt balance. Um, okay. Yeah. I feel like you just described this beer to us, too. Uh, that's yeah. exactly yeah. what I was saying. <laughs> that's so. what you're going for. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you were going for something a little different in your in your region. Uh, you guys chose to do all English ales as a, as a brewery. Yeah. It's not so much a choice of, like, you know, just being niche for niche sake. Uh, we really – everybody in the company brings a love for British beer uh, and British culture to the company. And that, you know, we center around British beer. Uh, my okay. training is in in England, oh. uh, learning about English beer. I I went there specifically to learn about Caskell. Like I you know, could have gone to the Siebel Institute, sure, but I went to a school instead that had specifically taught you about Caskell. Okay, uh, that's my love is that type of beer. Is that the um, type of beer that that got you into beer? Then basically, um, it's. I've been trying to pinpoint it for a while. You know, it's a, it'd be a nice, convenient story if there was like <laughs> yep, one <laughs> moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But what I started homebrewing was uh, dark mild. Okay. Um, yes, it was probably one of my first recipes. If I can be a fangirl for a little bit, moment, like I owe a lot to getting from just a basic homebrewer to on a path of going into professional brewing, like through the brewing network, brewing classic styles, stuff like that. Awesome. Um, uh, so I think I probably started with like the dark mild recipe and moved on from there. Okay. Um, and just was like, wow, these are flavors I don't pick out of uh, a lot of beer that I can buy on the market, at the bar, whatnot. Um, I was fortunate to be uh, coming into craft beer in the East Coast, which I feel has a, a bit more of an English influence still retained in uh, the craft beer scene there. Yeah. And I was going to school at the University of Vermont in, in Burlington, Vermont, where... Uh, Vermont Pub and Brewery is, and they have casks on quite regularly of British styles. Okay. Uh, you know, people think of them what they will. I still think it's an exceptional place, and it's such a it's, – it's a piece of history, a place like that. Um, and you get to try cask as it would be in England, which isn't necessarily the most perfect beer you ever have. Right. Um, casks go through ebbs and flows, um, and uh, you go there at the right time point, and you have – the perfect cat, the perfect pint of beer. That's um, the part that I, scares me about doing cast beers. Is the it does ebb and flow. You you have to be a better seller person. That sellermanship is a skill that doesn't exist in the U.S. anymore. As as far as I would say, and I suppose some people in New York City would disagree. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of great cast gal out that way. Um, not that I've personally experienced, but just listening to things like if I could say another podcast I listen to, uh, Beer yeah. Sessions Radio, they um, talk quite a bit about cast gal. Out that Get way. Out. Get out right now. Yeah, we'll cut that out in <laughs> yeah. post. Don't worry. Yeah. So I can mention another, competitors. Yeah, another podcast, The Brewing Network. <laughs> it'll, <laughs> it'll be JP's They're voice. They're totally taking Adam and Eve. They talk a lot about Cascale, and it seems like they have quite a thing going on out there. Um, oh, I can't remember the guy that runs uh, Gotham and Biber, um, that Cascale uh, blog, or whatever that's out that way. They, they've got some good Cascale anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> to not labor the point. That's okay. So at what point do you decide you need to go to school for, for brewing and that you want to go learn to make cask ale? Yeah. Um, the home brewing scene where I was, uh, I was living in Rhode Island most recently, um, where I, the, the home brewing scene there isn't quite what it is in California. Okay. I mean, I live, I'm a Maltos Falcons member now, like it, going from a, a homebrew club that has maybe 10 people showing up to a meeting mm-hmm. to my first meeting had 90 people there wow. at a Maltos meeting and you taste 46 beers. Wow. Right. And it's just like, holy balls and like, drew beecham is like 15 people himself he's uh, yeah at least yeah he's gotten that big now huh? well yeah. i meant his personality oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i guess I had but, but otherwise he's 16 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um it, just going from that is just it's such a huge difference um so preface this um or getting into it um i wanted to get further in home brewing and i was moving on from a career working for in AmeriCorps and uh, I was an AmeriCorps Vista working at Brown University and I was either going to go down a path of working in nonprofits or going to grad mm-hmm. school for anthropology um, and, or getting into some other field. I was really in love with uh, the food scene in the area, okay. really in love with making beer. And I was like, those are big commitment industries. Yeah. Um, you and all have the similarity that none of them will make They're all any non-profit, money. Yes. <laughs> so, it's yeah, not yeah. about the money. It's about... Eating well and getting drunk. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I needed to make a. I needed to make clear car- crossroads because he, I feel like you shouldn't enter an industry without trying to be really, really good at it. Okay. Um, you need to have a goal in mind, and that's to try to be a, a, make a significant contribution to that industry. Yeah. Um, and so, at least within brewing, I was like, if I'm going to go down the brewing path, I need to win some win some homebrew awards. Okay. Um, I. Entered a couple homebrew competitions. Uh, first two competitions I entered is actually the Robust Porter recipe. Um, Jamil's Robust Porter. Yep. Yeah. Uh, cool. First place Porter category, uh, both competitions. Nice. Um, I was just like, all right, that's good enough for me. I'll, <laughs> I'll, like, I'll roll with that. Okay. Um, that shows that I have some sort of technical ability going into it because I only, I would only homebrew like maybe three or four recipes. It just, it was all about process. Okay. And just perfecting the process and teaching myself that you just clean all the time. Just clean. Yeah. If you, if you can't be up until two in the morning cleaning kegs, you don't get into the industry because that's what required. Okay. You don't, the creative element is at some point, hopefully you get there. After that, it's rote work. I feel like you had very strict parents. Who, uh, who really taught that? Nope. He's yeah. like our strict parent in the brewery. <laughs> he's now? like yeah. the parent. Yeah. Alistair and I are the bad kids. Some of the, t- <laughs> yeah, Some the of bad the- kids. He's yeah. always texting us in the morning like, somebody didn't empty out the sink last night. Or- <laughs> tisk, tisk, tisk. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to point out, too, that yeah. uh, as uh, we were leaving the studio for the break and uh, he, Andy saw me cutting the Seinfeld audio there, he went, uh, you know, I'm almost too young for Seinfeld. <laughs> so that's what he said. So I just want to point out, this is a very young guy we got yeah. sitting here. Yeah. But he has a lot. You have a, I guess I'm saying that you have a strong sense of responsibility. And uh, these are all good things. I'm making fun of you, of course. It's a but- privilege to work in this industry. Yeah. Um, so I want to treat it with uh, due respect. Sure. Like I love being a brewer. I think it's such a privilege to work in that kind of position. Uh, and I want to treat it with due deference yeah. uh, with all the other brewers I've met that are just, they, they, 
they love their job and you know it's one of the oldest professions yeah I mean, it's us and prostitutes sure and you could have gone so, either way i mean uh, I am, you're I a handsome guy yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 so uh, maybe we, it'd be a dream job from like a historical appreciation standpoint to get a gig at this new stripper brew pub because right. you're combining <laughs> the two there oldest yeah. in ohio or something ohio yeah. yeah yeah might be worth the move <laughs> yeah uh, so okay. at what point that so all right so you you you, you do the competition now you've mm. got you feel better that all right i've actually got some skill at this i'm yep. willing to put in the time and you decide to go to school uh yeah um uh it was it was a decision of i'm gonna go further with this industry and i need to figure out what that means um i'd done a lot of beer advocate festivals being in being in the boston area yeah um i had done so many uh beer advocate festivals and um become ish friendly with dan Packhead of pretty things who also was a, he's a huge fan of uh, British beer. He worked in Yorkshire and I was like, Dan, uh, I'd really love to get into the industry. Um, what do you suggest? I'm having a, a lot of difficulty finding an, uh, an internship in New England. It was just, there, there were no internships at that time for some reason. Okay. I don't know what was going on. What year is this? Uh, 2011. Okay. Um, I couldn't find any internships in the area, even though I was living in Providence, Rhode Island. I knew the brew pub in the area. It's called Trinity Brew House. Uh, there weren't a lot of breweries in that in that area. Of course, I leave uh, Rhode Island and five breweries open. But um, <laughs> that's the way it goes. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I owe, owe, owe a lot to Dan. He was like, you know, the way the industry's right now, you need an education. Yeah. Um, there's one thing to work your way up, but you gotta you, you have to be there. You got to be there at the right exact moment. Yeah. You love Cascale. You love you love England. You love English beer. Go to fucking England. Okay, just do it. If you can, if you can stomach the bill, the, the brewing education there is for and one cheaper. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> some of London's uh, uh, restaurants are quite good, but you know, I couldn't afford those when I was there. So I think what happened? What school was it? Oh, we could talk all day about English food. I, I'll defend it. Uh, but the north of England, the food is fucking terrible. Oh, okay. uh, which is where I went for school. Uh, <laughs> what school was it? Uh, it's a place called Brew Lab. They're okay. almost like white labs, but with a brewing school. Okay. Um, they do a lot of yeast analysis and yeast banking um, and grow up pitches for people. And they also run a brewing school that used to be part of the university there. It's a in a town called Sunderland, just south of Newcastle. And how long is their program? Or it is three months. Okay. It's, not a, it's not a massive commitment. It's not Harriet Watt. It's not some of the Siebel uh, longer courses or even Davis, but um, it's specifically English, and it's only the price of an, of a, an American college for a semester, so okay. I could afford it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the the I think the advice that you were given by, uh, what's his name at Pretty Things? D- Dan Paquette. It's super timely and, and wise. You know, Jamal, when we started this show, we do all those interviews, it actually was... Uh, it was pretty rare when we heard that people had gone to brewing school. It certainly happened. Maybe rare is right. not the right. But more often than not, people just got into it. But I'll tell you that in, in the last year, at least, maybe even two years, almost all of the guests come in having gone to brewing school. Well, there's so many people vying for jobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when I post that we were, you know, hiring at the brewery, um, you know, I'll get 200 applicants. Wow. And, you know, just to whittle them down to a, a decent pool – I'm looking for the ones who have already invested in the career, yeah. not somebody who's just thinks it'll be fun, somebody yeah. who actually knows what it entails. 
And that usually involves somebody uh, doing some study, doing some self-investment. You know, they've, they've paid yeah. for school, things like that. Even the level of commitment. Uh, my best professors uh, told me that it actually didn't really matter what my major was. In, in some cases, it certainly does. The sciences, things like that. But a lot of cases, people just want to know that you committed to a program, you followed through, you, you finished mm-hmm. it. So I think, mm-hmm. like you said, Jamil, you could see that on a resume. It automatically helps throw away other resumes. Yeah. You know. Uh, Tasty, you must be seeing it now too. Some of your friends uh, uh, coming up through the kids now that we used to just say, yeah. "Oh, just homebrew," are all now going to school. Yeah, young guys are showing what the brewery with an education, and then a lot of the guys that are already there are uh, actually, you know, getting the company to send them back to school. So, oh yeah, yeah, that's happened quite a bit. That's a smart investment too. Yeah. So I'm a bus driver, and I like <laughs> drinking beer. Can yeah. I have a job making beer at your brewery, please? Just reply yes or no. Uh, no check- period. No exclamation. No capitalization. Check this box for yes. Yeah, one word. When I got to the uh, when I got a brewing school, I feel like I was competing against that. Except that people were like, "I'm a chemical engineer." Uh, yeah, yeah. I have I'm no a brewing PhD beer. in microbiology. Yeah. yeah, I want to brew beer. Yeah. Well, it tastes awful, but it's perfectly yeah. fermented. If you wanted to make pharmaceuticals uh. <laughs> it's funny too because the other thing i used to hear on the employer side was you know i'd rather them actually not have gone to school because i can then train them exactly how yeah, i want them were, we and i don't really hear that, that anymore either that. yeah couple guests that have come on straight just said i don't even care yeah i want to train them up the way that i want them trained up i think that's changed too i think maybe I, you know when people say that i think that they they have a fear that maybe those people will know more than they know. Oh, yeah. You know, cause just because you went to school doesn't, you know, different people, you can get people with a serious attitude like, well, I went to school, I know everything. Yeah. Well, you don't want those people. But, you know, just because somebody went to school doesn't mean that, you know, it, that's somebody who wants to learn. Right. If you ask me. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they've stopped learning. It sure. means that they're open to it and, and they value it. That's why they paid for education. So I look at it as a very, very uh, high positive. Yeah. All right, so don't apply at Heretic unless you're right. on the... Right. <laughs> yeah. Get some education first, man. <laughs> I sort of view it almost as like... Uh, we were talking about this earlier with the assistant brewer and I. It was uh, sort of like Cicerone stuff. Mm-hmm. You have a certain expectation of, okay, so certified Cicerone is is a pretty high level. you gotta you got to know shit um, yeah. to get to that point. Yeah. Uh, you're above and beyond. The beer server, eh, you can kind of... You can you can know a thing or two, but you have an expectation that a person knows something. Yeah. And that's kind of like uh, hiring someone with an education. You have an expectation that they're going to know some shit. Sure. And you can dep- you can at least expect them to know that that, you know, you you mix strike water with your malt. You don't, <laughs> you know, add it and then put it in the boil kettle and then ferment the whole thing. Right. Like, <laughs> you don't? Oh, shit. I knew I've been doing well, that. Well, if I can weigh in here, I think, uh, you know, there's so many things that make a good employee or what I'm looking for in an employee. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some of it is knowledge. Some of it is enthusiasm. Some of it is people skills. There's so many areas. It can't sure. just be that someone's educated and it can't just be that someone's easy to get along with. You know, yeah. you need a hard worker. You need just so many things. So yeah. part of it is education, but there's so many different elements a to a point. person's personality that makes them and looks they gotta they gotta be looking good yeah, yeah. i was just about to they get gotta, to that i mean uh, if you gotta watch them wiggle around the brewery all day long it better be good looking yeah you know Who's exactly. look good they give them the kill test oh, at our brewery yeah. right. when you pop out of the tank it gives you a pop-up <laughs> yeah. yeah how did andy uh get the job did you had you met previously or did he apply he wiggled uh, i was <laughs> on a pro brewer Play looking girl. looking for 
you know, Tom Hennessy used brewery tanks. And okay. I just happened, I, I wasn't really looking, but I just happened to notice Andy's post. And it really appealed to me because, um, you, had a picture. you know, I thought like, wow, that's something I would do. Like go to England. And I Waste lived down. in, I lived in England, um, for during my childhood. And mm. so just a lot of what Andy posted, you know, he really just wanted to, he didn't, want to just be washing kegs he you know i just seems like-minded yeah he showed a lot of initiative and i it really appealed to me that he'd been to england and so he understood that culture because alistair and i are very uh anglo-centric okay i really wanted to you know i wanted to break into the industry and you have to recognize that just i i hadn't i'd interned but hadn't worked at a brewery full-time for you know three years okay or something so I was saying, I bring this amount of education to it, uh, internship and uh, whatever, and I'm entering at the bottom level. Recognize that. But what I bring to your brewery, if you were to hire me, is a real passion for English beer styles, uh, interest to learn. And, you know, at some point, I would really love to, you know, whatever breweries, just start a Cascale program. Right. Real okay. simple Cascale program. So Jennifer's like, all right, so he's like-minded and minimum wage because he uh, has no experience. Let's go. Not so much. I mean, yeah, not so much that though. But I mean, you know, we were we're kind of we we're kind of in the same spot, but employer employee. You know, sure. he he didn't have a lot of experience. We didn't have a lot of experience. So it was, you know, mm-hmm. let's take a chance on each other. Yeah, you have an opportunity to, you know design your own beers and brew what you want. We're going to give you a lot of freedom to do that. And you can design your own program. And, you know, we get the benefit of your passion and you're going to do a better job at brewing than we would have. Yeah. Um, So... All right, so tell us about this beer. Uh, since we, I had a, we, we got the style, which I joked, but I meant it. it. The description of the style described the beer to me as well. But why don't you tell us about it? Andy? We went down the rabbit hole. That's there, okay. Yeah. I like it. Uh, it. It goes a lot to why we brought it in cask too. Um, it does it does well in keg, but something like a bitter. Uh, Jamil and I were talking about it earlier. This is just the epitome of cask ale. Um, this type of beer style because. I'll, I'm not sure what you'd think of it on uh, uh, keg, but um, I, I think it's still a good beer. But there's something about this beer that just doesn't have – there's a lot of malt profile. There's a bit of English hops to it. Um, but on cask, lower, uh, warmer temperature, mm-hmm. lower carbonation, slight amount of oxidation. They're just slight factors um, in the grand scheme of beer, but they can absolutely turn this beer from an all right drinking experience. Like, yeah, I'll have a pint of that. Yeah. To – Holy crap! I'm having a, a, a beer epiphany. Okay. Um, do you uh, do you hop the cask at all? No, we don't dry hop stuff um, at this point. We're doing a couple of one off things where we'll dry hop, but we can't. Um, if you're not going to use the cask right away, you could easily over extract the hops. Okay. Um, yeah. I, it's something that we come up ac- come across a lot in Los Angeles with our our peers that are also doing casks, but they don't. They're doing casks because there's a, a massive hole in the side of the of the vessel that they can cram shit into. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> or hops. Or hops. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, LA's weird, man. They'll do whatever. It's not that weird. It's a trend. Now, haven't you been listening to the news? <laughs> yeah. A little more West Hollywood. Uh, it's, like, it's like a masculine thing of just it's an orifice, and it needs to be plugged with something. <laughs> um, I, I feel it's so... Uh, I'm we, insulted. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. Um, <laughs> 
we sort of bring uh it's it's so the, the beer that we're trying to make uh, it's not like deliberately old school or it's not deliberately to style but it's a love of english beer mm-hmm. and uh british beer styles that we want to bring to the table and we want to bring that cask experience to people so they're trying these beers uh, you know, maybe not the, as they are exactly in England or whatever. We're not chasing uh, some some uh, goal of being absolutely perfectly English. Okay. Because uh, these beers need to ma- be made in an American idiom. Yeah. Uh, but we're not overly <laughs> hopping them or making them 5.6 okay. or something just to appeal to a market. Like, Thank you. Yeah. I knew you'd like that. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Uh do you that, sell casks outside of the of the brewery? If people wanted to do it, but the the my favorite thing about doing the tasting room is that we can do all casks. So we have six beer engines on there, nice. and I get to control how I, I I did all of the facilities set up for that. So our cold room is kept at fifty five. So that might not be the best for ensuring chill haze prevention in our keg beer, but. You know, if, as long as it's not chunks of yeast floating in it, I don't really have a problem with chill. It doesn't taste like anything. Okay. But we can serve our beer at the perfect cellar temperature. We have, uh, you know, six beer engines. We can hold it for as long as we need to. We decide the beer is too old. The cask isn't perfect anymore. Mm-hmm. That's it's, it's down the drain, done, because we were trying to bring that experience to people. Because it. it can be such a formative experience in, in trying these kinds of beers. And they're, they're good on keg, but you put a double IPA or some sort of sour triple barrel hopped whatever blah 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 <laughs> uh aged in an elephant whatever um thing and you've been to brew dog <laughs> he's been paying attention to the news on this show uh, yeah, yeah brew dog i do think um, that you're right about that the experience can can really change you and your opinion on on english beer i'm glad that somebody's doing it here that you're doing it in the u.s um these guys will know i went on and on and on when i came back from england after it, it did change my opinion about beer mm-hmm. uh, about english uh, cascale because yeah. i i had gone to some uh publicans who did it right who, mm-hmm. who really and it's and it just was so very different than what I had had before. Cask beer, I had only had U.S. cask beer at the time, and it was very very hit or miss. And I mean, real like more Mainly miss, miss than yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I had had a you know one or two right. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'll stay away but, from it usually. But everyone yeah. talked about yeah. it. It was you know oh cask ale cask. So I thought well it must be good. Everyone's talking some, about there it. There can, can be some good ones, but yeah, you know, getting a, a great you know example of British beer. Something that if I was in England, and I was like two Just a weeks bit, ago yeah. or three weeks ago, um, drinking lots of bitter everywhere I went. Uh-huh. Uh If you serve me this beer, then I I would have loved it. You I like it? I would, I'm on my fourth pint. Oh, excellent! <laughs> I think it's excellent. It's really good. This right? Is, this is. I think this yeah. this is the best bitter I've had served in the U.S. Wow. That's I don't. Fantastic. I don't think. I don't think that there. I, I cannot remember. I cannot remember a, a better bitter uh, in the U.S. Awesome. Absolutely. I I look for them. Yeah. I and look and for you, the you, don't, you don't find them. Yeah. No. And I, even well, that, like the terrible uh, in the Sierra Nevada beer camp beer, they they try to pass oh, off man. a bitter, and uh, it's like that's uh, not a fucking bitter. Get out of here. And people people mm. try. So uh, last week, I brewed a, a a best bitter because one week out of. Uh, of the UK, I was already jonesing for a decent ah. bitter. So we, we ended up brewing a bitter, uh, best bitter at, uh, at Device. Um, 
because oh. I just couldn't stand it anymore. And I'm telling you, this is excellent. Oh, this is great. really well done. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you. We've had a lot of Brits come into the tasting room and literally get emotional. Like either they, oh, really? they haven't been there for a while. They've maybe been in L.A. They're such 20 an years emotional or something. People, though. They try <laughs> They're always crying and yeah. flowery speech and all that stuff. Yeah. But they just like they felt like they were at home and they just had a moment. Yeah, they get emotional. We even had a guy actually. He was here on a business trip. He was from Yorkshire, so we had our Yorkshire Pale Ale, and he was like, "Oh, this is just like at home." Wow. And he happened to be. Uh, he was very familiar with roosters where Andy studied and he oh, okay. or worked yeah. and he, uh, yeah, he lived in that neighborhood and okay. he, he was like, this is it. You nailed it. And he's like, we're saying he was probably yeah. astonished. He's, he's probably tried, you know, 10 Yorkshire, uh, beers in America. I mean, every time <laughs> he's like, it's not, he's yeah, like, you, you assholes. Here's the 70 IBU bitter. <laughs> oh, awesome. I was having yeah. one in L.A. Uh, a couple weeks ago, last weekend, or whatever it was. And I'm like, this is not a bit. It's too bitter. Bitter's not bitter. <laughs> right. Well, no, that's just, okay, fine. Yeah. Whatever. But this, I need to make them my, my usual. I, whenever we go down south, I stop at Eagle Rock. The guy's Eagle Rock. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're so close. Solidarity. I'm yeah, really well, I need, I need to make this, uh, I need to make this my, uh, my second stop, for sure. Okay. Just, it's just a little bit of local competition. I want you to try our Jackie Tar, the stout that we have on here. I will. I'm, I'm curious. Is it here at the Grenade? Yep. We have it here too? Okay, it's on good. keg, though. Excellent. That's all right. It's on, it's on keg, though. It's, oh. <laughs> so it's probably shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> and ruined morons that buy keg beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I need, was that a seminal moment for you, Andy, about two minutes ago when Jamil was blowing smoke up the ass of your beer? How did you feel in that I thought moment? I saw some seminal. The yeah. bluing classic styles <laughs> author himself had all those things to say. What, what, what were you thinking? Oh, you're going to play the Oprah moment? Uh, <laughs> <little theater? laughs> yeah. Pays attention. Uh, and we're going to buy you all a new car. It's, gosh, it, yeah, car for you, car for you. I could use one. Um, uh, it's it's a milestone for sure um, because I have a very particular palate um, and I don't trust a lot of other people's palates. Um, you, you just you just sort of get like that, I guess. And especially when you have a passion for a certain type of beer and you know that, um, you know, you might have friends that have really good palates, but they have they have a taste for particular beer styles. So they could be, they have incredible palates. They can taste, uh, they can taste one of those beers I call a wall of hops. Uh, <laughs> I think you call it, guys call it a West coast IPA. Yeah. Um, it just, I call it a mistake. But that's just I, I, me. I, I, oh, good. I like that. Um, so I just would call it a wall of hops and they can taste every single hop in it. And yeah. I'm like, wow, I must just not be very good at tasting hops. And then to, you know, have a similar, uh, to, to come across somebody else that has uh, a similar tasting background that you do where they know that beer style. They right. understand that beer style. And they're like, and, and they're not just being, uh, the, gosh, the expat people that come into the pub, they're wonderful. But, you know, they, they drink your pint of beer and then they go out inside and have a couple of cigarettes. And you're like, okay, yeah, your palate. Anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah. someone that has the, the understanding of what that type of beer style is expected to have yeah. and saying that this beer is good as well as on top of it, you know, this is, that was a foundational book for me. Um, I've dropped it in my mash tun so many times. <laughs> Not a full right. scale. I make my own recipes now. You should uh, read it. It helps. Uh, it's your, I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't start in the point. beer. I'm you the, actually yeah. read it. Yeah. This is what you do. This is how you apply it. Right? That's how I inoculate the wort now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> applied knowledge. Yeah. Uh, I do actually use that as a, as a reference point to see what uh, what people would use for that type of, what what malt profile that someone would use. Cause, yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, so yeah, it's, I think that's it's a, a good, really great. It's a good thing. point that you make about Jamel's palate. Somebody's palate 
really knowing what this beer should should taste like. I know that I like the beer, but I don't really know what it should taste like. And and uh, Tasty could really talk to us about session IPAs. He has a great palate for building recipes and making those beers. If he was so, awake, uh, <laughs> so I do. I like He's not the, dead yet. I just like the point that you make that as a brewer, and it must be sort of few and far between that you get people to come in and really know what they're talking about with this particular style of beer. Yeah. I, uh, I, you know, I don't want to be, uh, uh, oh, I'd say picky, but I was re-listening to one of the shows. So I'd go with bitchy. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be bitchy about it. Uh, <laughs> right. but yeah, people's palates are hit or miss and you're just like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a really great review, but, um, actually tell me something I don't know. Yeah. Like I know the beer is like good, but like what is good for you? Yeah. Is it Tetley, which is, okay or is it boddington's and that's your that's your frame of reference for a bitter or have you been in a pub and had seven pints of the same beer yeah and really delved into it have you sat there with timothy taylor landlord at like seven different pubs and you know what it is in every permutation okay and then you say that's a good beer yeah like that's it means something then yeah yeah that's that's well, good Char- beer in two style i think that's charlie bam for us saying you have good head retention like yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean i haven't had bitters from england before but uh but uh i know what it's supposed to taste like mm-hmm. reading the the guidelines and trying to to correlate what i see on the screen versus what i'm drinking mm-hmm. uh but yeah i mean you know i don't know but i, I still think it's a great beer yeah uh yeah I actually agree. you can go to davis beer shop and you can get uh uh, a landlord there mm. in bottles. Really? Yeah, yeah. They and, almost uh, always have it. it Actually, quite it quite fresh. Uh, you know, okay. it, it, it's nothing like having it on on yeah. cask somewhere. But you know, uh, if you want a, an approximate example, yeah, and you're yeah. going to school at Davis, hey, stop in there. Stop there. Something they got to do out there. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the one more thing on bitter too is yeah. something that uh, I find interesting about the style is it's not. It's almost a neither here nor there style, which is. I think Jenny would understand that I characterize a lot of styles that way of it's not distinctly in like a particular flavor camp. You kind of are aiming for this, this target. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand how you balance the elements that go into that. Mm -hmm. And it's, I'd admit it was difficult for me too to figure out where to aim for like color. You know, the color is, it's not pale ale. It's slightly darker, but it's not an amber. Like, where do you aim for that with that? Something in between. Yeah, the hopping, it needs to be there, but not too much. You don't almost want to, like, not really think about it too much. Uh, this batch came out a bit more bitter than I would, you know, would would be looking for in future. But, like, you just want what I describe as, as it's it's uh, it's lots of malt with hops just peeking over the hedge. Do you know like, how many IBUs are in this beer off the, you have notes there? I brought my recipe sheet. Beautiful. Uh, or a recipe sheet. Uh, it is a target of 32 IBUs, which okay. is a bit high for style. Um, but it's just, I sort of, we don't have a spectrophotometer. You so. could drop a, a cask of this off at Heretic Brewing Company. We have a spectrophotometer. <laughs> oh, yeah. We need a full cask, though. In order to, <laughs> yeah, uh, they, I hear they take a lot. Appropriately evaluate, of you know. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. mind a trip up north. So <laughs> I can do that. It's only another twenty minutes that way. So I'll uh, do it. I, yeah. I'll do anything for a spectrophotometer. Um, <laughs> now, yeah. tell since we're on hops, and uh, mm-hmm. can we talk about like when you the hop additions happen? Sure. Because we so often on this show, because we're often talking about West Coast IPAs and pale ales, are always talking about late hopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that similar to to this beer? Well, uh, we do some late hops. We do a beer that's actually entirely late hops. Uh, which I'm quite proud of, but it's just a summer seasonal. Okay, it's, it's a 
uh, it's 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 uh, a little annoying to talk about it and not have it here. Yeah, um, but well, stick to this one for yeah, now. So, I know. And I'm more it's so that we can give our listeners uh, pointers yeah. into how mm-hmm. they could brew a great mild or bitter like this. Wanted to make a point though about how English brewing isn't as stagnant as some people think. Okay, um, doesn't but, have to be. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so this gets um, it starts out with Challenger at sixty, and then uh, Bramling Cross at fifteen. And then finishes with uh, East Kent Goldings. Is that like at one minute zero or flame minute. at zero minute? Yeah. Okay. So basically, as the whirlpool starts, okay, um, we do a really short whirlpool because uh, we can we get pretty good work clarity. Okay. Um, uh, through just a, a six minutes of whirlpooling. Okay. Um, small tank. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then we knock out uh, within uh, fifteen minutes. Okay. So uh, it's not sitting hot for too long. And how about the malt bill? Uh, uh, this malt bill is, it's actually weirdly like one of our most complicated malt bills. Uh, our base malt is all golden promise, um, which seems unusual here, but it's almost all the breweries I've went in England. It was like, at least in the North of England, it was all golden promise. Okay. Um, it's where the two largest go, as far as I know, the two largest users of golden promise in the LA area are, are golden road and oh. us. Oh, really? <laughs> so, so it's, it's I don't even know how many times larger than us. I would not have guessed yeah. Golden Road, though. Uh, yeah, they're, they're English styles. They're using a lot of Golden Promise. Okay. So this is, uh, you know, having grown up on a brewing network, basically, I'll give you the full recipe if you want. Thank you. Uh, so 90% Golden Promise, uh, 4% Crystal 60, half a percent of Crystal 120, or Crystal 150 if that's what you accidentally buy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Happens to me all the time. Uh, <laughs> half a percent of Biscuit and 1% Amber. Okay. Uh, oh, and then uh, 4% flake barley to make up the 100%. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, now, you said this is particularly complex for, for some of your uh, recipes. Yeah, yeah. most of the other things, uh, we rely for some of the other beers. The other one we have on is uh, Scottish 60 Shilling. That's just Golden Promise, Black Malt, Flake Barley, and a sugar syrup. Okay. Uh, it's easy. Uh yeah, this is just it it because we're dealing with half a percent. It's you know for our scale, it's like two pounds of something. I see. Uh, but um, it's an because of the batch size, it's enough. I feel to make enough uh, make a difference. Okay, so it takes a lot longer to mash in. Do you just uh, grind everything? Do you use the same uh, yeast strain for all of your ales? Yeah, we're yeah. Uh, Y yeast uh, West Yorkshire strain. Okay, uh, why that one? Why'd you choose that? Because um, it's awesome. Because he's from Yorkshire. <laughs> Face it. He he went through some little testing thing just to like for appearances. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Surprise, surprise! Yeah. I like the Yorkshire the best. The West yeah. Yorkshire. I, I we did a show choosing like yeast or something like that, and I'm telling you, that West Yorkshire. You could ferment sewage with that, <laughs> and you'd love it. It'd be like, wow, oh, man. This, oh, oh. A malt character in that. Yeah. Oh, 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 it drops yeah. so clear. Right, right. right yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Fermented we, like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We put, I, I put at least six different strains side by side, same beer. I mean, I'll, I'll admit maybe there was brewer error in there somewhere, but there's definitely a lot of bias. The, the, the flavor profile as well as its full-scale fermentation characteristics, it's bang on. Okay. Like, uh, it, it ferments really quickly. If you do everything correctly, um, yeah. and uh, top crops like a champ, if you do everything correctly, um, <laughs> slot in that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, it's a great strain. You just can't make really strong beers with it. Okay, that's really the only issue. And because uh, considering nothing in our profile, our uh, portfolio at this point is over five and a half percent. We're uh, we're probably okay. 
What temperature do you ferment at? 68. Okay. For the you present do time. Open fermentation or it's technically open fermentation, yeah. We have a lid on the fermenter there. Uh, a type of white wine fermenter. Uh, so they have a variable capacity lid. But uh the day before batch one, I got freaked out by the whole like inflatable bladder thing and having to open it and getting it all this stuff. I was worried about yeah. contamination. Um and so I bought a big sheet of plastic and mm-hmm. put a port in it so I can do a CIP valve, uh, and away we go. So it's it's an open top fermenter. And those those tanks were a Tom Hennessy inspiration. That's oh, what yeah. he uses and I think quite a few of his students do. They're you know, they're good little tanks and they cost way less than a unitank. So okay. mm. do they have yeah. conical bottoms? No, it's no. it's uh poorly sloped. Okay. I'd say. They're they're cheap. Okay. I mean, I only ask because the, the, it just seems to be convenient if there's a way to get the beer out and leave the gunk behind. Uh, you know. We do a pretty good job. It's It settles down in a pretty hard-ass cake down on the bottom, so you've got to do quite a bit to rouse it off the bottom. Okay. Um, there's a raised port on the side, um, so we're not having high yeast load carryover. Um, and then we do a cold crash in the tank okay. uh, to drop yeast down to targets. Got it. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned uh, top cropping. Are you harvesting any other way? Are you able to uh, uh, t- take it off the bottom as well? Uh, we could do if we have a bad harvest from a uh, from a batch of beer. I will pull some off of the bottom. Okay. Um, but you know, it's because there's no conical bottom. We don't have a good stratification yeah. of true versus uh, you know good yeast. So the best yeast is at the top, anyway. So. Totally. But I've been struggling with the yeast strain a lot lately. Uh, it doesn't perform quite as well on the full scale as I would have liked. Hmm. Um, and you know, you got to admit uh, at some point that it's just it's it's. I'm really new to this. How are, um, how are you doing your top cropping? Uh, we'll go. We'll start. We let's see. We'll start at the beginning. Um, so within once we move past lag phase, you get your first croissant and. Um, of like proteinaceous material uh hop stuff stuck at the top we'll skim that off dump it down the drain mm-hmm. um it's too soon you're skimming uh, it with a paddle you with a well until we run out of our first parasitic acid container we're just using a scoop uh <laughs> mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. i'm going to as i learned from roosters in yorkshire turn that container into a scoop mm-hmm. um, so it's just this little tiny like two liter scoops so it takes like so you're going to make a big ladle basically yeah right. yeah it takes forever right now but it's what it is mm-hmm. um uh, Are you that is the pitch for the, another batch, or is that like a starter kind of thing? For the they're, they're just tossing that away because it's got protein, hop no, yeah, The second time you harvest, the second time, um, it depends on how far in till we get a good crop because uh, our fermenters are a little undersized. So if we don't pull off on day two, um, sometimes we'll get it, I call it fermenter blowout. Um, it'll just spew out yeast all down the sides, and we'll have to spend about three hours cleaning the sides of the tank. Um, so we'll crop some of that off, dump it down the drain, and then we won't really crop until we get within four points of final. That That's the, the crop that you use, you're mm-hmm. saying, is yeah. not until that end. Then. Mm-hmm. We'll okay. take about two buckets off. So, And I'm sorry, if I'm just trying to make oh, sure I understand. Right. And you scoop it off the same way when you, you actually are taking mm-hmm. the yeast that you're going to use in the next batch. You're literally just kind of scooping it into literally a vessel. scoop it off. See, yeah. I know that this is normal because I've talked to other brewers about it, but it's God, all that's been beaten into my head so much about sanitation and closed systems and all of this. It's it just seems so counter. Well, yeah, it seems counterintuitive to me, but it, it's not right. This is how it's done. You really, um, it's the way that it's done. But uh, you see some unsanitary practices in England. If I not not to crap on the uh, Black Sheep Brewery at all, but they're 
their their tour gantry walks right over the top of their fermenters. Okay. Uh, and they're harvesting <laughs> yeast from the top of that. So your shoes, everything yeah. in your shoes is in that yeast pitch. Wow. They do acid washes, but they have to acid wash every single pitch. Um, we have the closed tops. So you have to be really, really as is as careful as you possibly can be harvesting in that kind of way because you're not doing closed transfers you don't have a great yeast brink um you have to be so careful about it um do you acid wash your yeast not at no. this point okay. do you acid wash your jeans that's a more important question. <laughs> you buy them that way yeah, yeah. la man yeah of course yeah. Right. so you scoop it off in this vessel right yeah in a giant as tacy said it's a big mm-hmm. ladle bucket Mm-hmm. And then where? Then My where does it go? Brewing buckets. Uh, what do you do with it then? Uh, into the fridge, just like that. Yeah. Until so we'll we'll try to make sure we we at least pull like two scoops worth of so about four liters worth of beer, actively fermenting beer, okay. and that to kind of give it a nice um, uh, protective layer over the top, as as well as when you go to pitch again, you need something to mix it in with, so you can sure. actually scoop it out and dump it. Okay. Otherwise, it's just you pull a scoop out and it's just stuck on the scoop. You can't do anything with it. Got it. <laughs> So you'll, it goes in the fridge with some beer. It yep. keeps it protected, like you said. Mm-hmm. And then you'll take that out of the fridge, and that's your pitch? Uh, well, that, that'll be multiple pitches worth. Okay. Uh, so it'll be about three beers worth. Oh, but I we see. won't keep it for that long. We'll try to, we try to make sure we're doing a, a beer that is suitable for harvesting from every other week. Okay. Um, so we'll do, mm-hmm. we'll do a dark beer, a really happy beer, um, maybe something that's slightly higher alcohol, and then we'll do the ordinary bitter. And we'll harvest from that. Idea being that that's a cleaner beer with, with less uh, flavors hop. that stick mm-hmm. out? Okay. Yeah, like the dark beers that could uh, change the color profile mm-hmm. of that beer. Or if it's a particularly hoppy beer, you're getting not just the declining uh, viability of the yeast from the hop oils, uh, but there could be flavor carryover. Because okay. like we mostly use Challenger and East Kent Goldings and everything, but then like our really hoppy summer beer, there's there's Nelson and Matuka and Rakao in that and, and Waimea, and that could be a flavor carryover into the next beer, okay. which would make, you know, if all of a sudden you're tasting watermelon in uh, the session gap, that would kind of be out of style. Okay. So this process not only is producing good beer, but it saves the brewery a lot of money too, right? Not buying a pitch every time you have to do a beer. In theory, as long as you have everything spot on. Okay. Yeah. Get it right. <laughs> do you, is there a certain amount of generations where you will decide to, you know, you need a new pitch? Um. Uh, the plan was to do every quarter. Okay. Uh, but right now, um, this has been one of the biggest issues within the brew house. Uh, we had some initial like production issues, but we can make we can make wort all day. Um, but production within the fermentation has been uh, a struggle. So we've been buying a new pitch just about every I'd say five batches. Okay. Which sucks. Okay. Totally sucks. <laughs> um, and it's just you know we had we had a bad aeration system initially, and then our dissolved oxygen meter broke down. So we didn't know that we were getting bad aeration, and then we get it, get the meter back, and we realize we're over oxygenating, and now we're having another problem that's not related to any of those things. Okay. Yeah, it's a small cost, though. I mean, you got to look at it. Uh, I know as a business owner, you're like, "Oh my God, why are we buying you know ten times more yeast than we planned on?" You know, it's one of those things where you know the beer's got to have what it's got to have. You got to. You just got to pay for the things that you need to pay for in order to have quality product. And then I just hate waiting, having to wait that long. And, you know, when you, when you, you think you're making English beer, you top crop and you're like, yeah, I can infinitely top crop forever and ever and ever, (laughs) ever and ever and ever. Oh, wait, every four (laughs) batches, you need to spend 260 bucks on a new pitch. And it's, oh, we can't brew this week because we're waiting for a new pitch from Oregon because it wasn't until day 
six on the fermentation are like, yeah, it's actually totally crapped out at this point. Oh, shit. Okay. And also, I you know, beer ingredients are such a tiny, tiny mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. portion yeah. of the expense of running a brewery. Yeah. It's, it's really nothing. kind of insignificant. Okay. Yeah. You're not worried too much about it at all. I mean, I don't yeah. want to spend the extra money, but honestly, yeah, you're okay, Andy. I'm not going <laughs> to You know, I mean, seriously, honestly, you know, the cost of the beer is like... Yeah. You can buy the best malt possible, mm-hmm. and it, it really makes almost no difference whatsoever versus buying the cheapest malt possible. Mm-hmm. So why breweries try and scrimp and save on their ingredients is beyond me. Yeah, okay. It's really, you know, your rent, your labor, your insurance, yep. Yep. the, you know, workers comp, that's really what you're paying for mm-hmm. when you pay for a pint of beer. Trips yeah. to the strip club, all that stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, that's where it adds up. And it does get expensive. You know, you're making it rain <laughs> and uh, it starts hitting the budget. <laughs> yes. Bottom right. line right there. Yeah. I mean, I had to cut down to make it rain like down to once a week yeah. because mm-hmm. once we yeah. open this place, it's mm-hmm. just the mm-hmm. expenses went up. All right. I'm going to need you both to t- stop saying make it rain. <laughs> I'm gonna need the two whitest people in the room to Ever. stop. Just it. stop. Say, yeah, just stop. That she was makes, a reference to you crying so, about this place. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about that. Exactly. Jamil too. We yeah. cry together. Is actually what happens. What we, have we done to ourselves? Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to try more of your beer, especially now that I realize we have some of it on tap. So, how about this? Can we take another quick break and we'll come back and talk more about uh, McLeod Ale? Can we do that. Yes. All right. Excellent. So hang in there. McLeod Ale. Go to McLeod.com. Uh, and you can... McLeodAle.com. Sorry. You can check it out yourself. Or uh, call 888-401-BEER if you want to ask questions. Or just hit the chat button on the homepage. We'll be right back. Hang in there. You're listening to The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters. On The Brewing Network. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerone 
grounds are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor, and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019 and get the Five Star treatment today. Adventures in Homebrewing have the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes. Some of the things Homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the Brutus brew stands and propane burners, the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven-pound hopper, custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels, coolers, and mini-sized brew pots. And the BN Army receives 10% off their Homebrewing.org orders when they use coupon code AIH10 at checkout. The Brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all-grain brewing. Adventures in Homebrewing original recipes are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Homebrewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. And don't forget to use the current coupon code AIH10. Adventures in Homebrewing at Home. Brewing.org. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. All right. Hey, welcome back to the program, and thanks, everybody, for sticking with us. We're having a good time in here, trying some great beer from McLeod Ale Brewing. I um, also got to let you know, um, hey, remember that brewery game, JP? I do, Glasses Man. Great sponsor of ours, uh, who's been with us for uh, a few years now. Yeah. Um, well, they're back to let you know that uh, that brewery game is still running strong. It's the online game that runs in your browser. You go to thatbrewerygame.com. It's dedicated to brewing beer and to craft brewers. Uh, they've been a regular sponsor of the BN and uh, have a loyal following of brewers. Uh, the game's slow-paced and easy to play and completely free to get started, which which is probably the coolest part. Um, that brewery game players have uh, brewed over a million virtual beers. That sounds like a, that's an incredible amount of beer. That's a lot. Over a million virtual beers. How many sessions of WoW have you played, for example, JP? Uh, well, define the session. Like just logging in to check my auction I don't house? Know. Or like, like actually like <laughs> questing and doing some hardcore yes. rating? Um, I don't know. Maybe 500 Thousand, I don't know. Five hundred thousand <laughs> yeah. times, right? All right. Just well, TBG players have brewed um, over a million. 
Uh, so well, well and, and I like the game better because you're not farming for stuff to make other stuff. It's no. all right there. You don't have to sit there and slog hour after hour of there's no you know, slogging like uh, running through Westfall or some nonsense. That exactly right. There's no Westfall in this. There game. isn't even Westfall. Uh, what there is though, you know what he just added? Uh, he's uh, Rob is always adding different features to the game. He added ratty old couches. Oh, why you ask? From uh, the session? It's because it's where you always scrounge up money when you need to buy brewing ingredients. You go (laughs) dig through your ratty old couch, right? So he made virtual ratty old couches you can go dig through uh, in the online pub uh, because that's the best place to scrounge up some extra beer money. I like Uh, it. That's pretty creative, actually. (laughs) Brewing the perfect beer in the game is complex and challenging. You have to know your stuff. It uh, actually requires knowledge of recipes, ingredients, and the whole brewing process. So uh, it's a complicated part of the the thing to actually brew good beer. Uh, But socializing and playing uh, silly games games like the the sofa thing that's that's easy you can just pop in whenever you like and uh, try to sell your virtual beer to other players so it's a whole virtual beer marketplace go to that brewerygame.com and check it out uh, the tbg oktoberfest event will be starting up this week so it's a great time to get started uh, lots of giveaways and virtual prizes so sign up and join the party check it all out at that brewery game Com. It's extra perfect for uh, the BN Army, for those of you that uh, use the Brewing Network as your club. So, you know, we're not a real club. So you have a virtual club. You <laughs> brew your virtual beer. Yes. You sell it to your virtual friends at that brewery game. It's really perfect. It's, so it's, you and your virtual great. friends. I think with virtual beer, it's it's much more like the real brew, craft brewing industry every day. Yes. <laughs> Virtual. Yes. <laughs> Sounds a lot cheaper than what we did. It's a lot, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you didn't know about it beforehand. Especially because yeah. you can start this for free, and I'm guessing you had, it was a little bit less than, a little bit more than free. Yeah. Less than free? I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of our virtual club, JP, you'll be happy to know this. I will be happy. I just approved the final design for a new BN t-shirt that we've been wanting to put out for a couple years now. We, yes. just, we just never got around to it. Yeah. And it's a Brewing Network shirt. It says the Brewing Network on the front. And on the back, it says, not a real club since 2005. <laughs> since that's what all the other clubs like to say about us. You that know, does make me happy. Thank yeah, you for using that. Jamil, when I... Um, accepted the award again this year for the fourth time for the club. Um, I was joking on stage, uh, having fun with Quaff, because Quaff has been so cool to us through this process. They've actually been one of the clubs that has not been dicks to us about winning. They've been mm-hmm. very cool about it. Because they can't. And working, <laughs> and working really hard to, to win the club back, too. Mm-hmm. So I was giving some gentle ribbing. But one of the things I said on stage, and I was just off the cuff, I said, oh, maybe you guys should... You know, get Jamil back brewing for you, and you, you oh. and you could win again. And I didn't really think about it; I just said it. A, That's friend, a real dick move. A friend of mine was at their meeting saying, "Yeah, I heard the Quaff guys weren't too happy about your Jamil oh comment," God. and I hadn't even thought about it. I was like, oh, "I was just, I was trying to joke. I didn't really, I didn't mean it as offensive. I just." I guess it wasn't very nice. No, that's not nice. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, though. Um, I thought it was funny at the time, but. They were still cool. I guess maybe just a couple uh, of the guys. It's a, it's a great group of folks. They, they are good. They good sense of humor. And, they uh, do. They've been very cool to great us. Great brewers. Yeah. yeah. They do everything. Uh, well, right San Diego, I think it's their chance to win it back on, on the home court. So Oh, they can always win it. That's what I'd like to see. They can bring it. Yeah. That would be great. I was really rooting for any club. Any club other than ours. <laughs> you weren't rooting I, for I, us at all. I, no, I, I wasn't. Too. I wasn't at all. I was like, oh, and then... 
the Boomerang Network thing. Oh, it's shit. Like, shit. Well, be careful when you say that, because you still have to remember. Because there, there was a part of that in me that, that thought it'd be, mostly because I, I just wanted the pressure gone of everyone being dicks to us right. about, about winning. Oh, yeah. But um, you have to remember that there are a lot of hardworking homebrewers mm-hmm. in the Brewing Network club that are... Right. Brewing beer to make us win, and we, we you know you don't want to root against our club. I mean, these people are well, it's it's they're tr- kicking it's ass truly, and brewing it's great truly beer. Their club, it's yeah, not rooting it's, against, not, it's, it's not, not rooting a, against them. Well, it's like this is the thing. third time, yeah, fourth, we, we, fourth time. Yeah. See, there you go. It's <laughs> I think it's, it's time to let someone else win. I like to to see other no, people spread the wealth, and so it's definitely not rooting against. Yeah, but I was definitely uh, uh, hoping that someone else would take it from us because. To me, that's the fun in, in, in right, homebrew, right. especially yeah, exactly. for an award like that, yeah. where it goes between clubs and there's like a, a thing, but when everyone just hates, and it's like, oh, well, not, that's, you know. Yeah, you want yeah. people to you know put the effort out and to really try. When, when, when Coif is winning, it's like, and, and clubs say, oh, we're going to take it from you. It's like, yeah, come on. Yes. Let's right. do it. You yeah. know, do, absolutely. Yeah. Do, do your best. Let's, yeah. let's, let's have... Have some fun at it's, this. It's the competition. Yeah. Of it was Absolutely. really close, wasn't it? I was surprised. Very, it very was close. very close. Very, no, very close. Quaff's going to mop the, the floor with you, Beth. Yeah, Quaff yeah. was uh, getting some hate when they kept winning year after year. Oh, yeah. I was giving yeah. I remember I, I, when I'm, I'm with those, and we were like third, you know, second behind in three years in a row. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then, you know, one year, I guess 2010. Throwing lit bags uh, we, of poop we won, on our doorstep. Right? We, yeah. we actually overtook them. <laughs> right. And we thought that was pretty good since we only had like 60 members and they have 400. Yeah. Of course, Big Network probably has uh, More. Yeah. something in the thousands of members. So, <laughs> And it, it's growing exponentially. So, But whoever takes us down will feel the, well, the satisfaction be... that Doe's felt by, by well, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. and we'll be cheering the, the loudest is, for them, too. That's it's right. frustrating trying to do it because, like, even Quaff, I mean, they, they put beer. In almost every one of the regions. Yeah. Yeah. Although, before I go cheering the loudest for whoever wins, we might need to research and find out which clubs have been booing for several years. Exactly. Because rock, I'm all for uh, cheering, f- uh, but yeah. I'm, not, I'm against ba- poor sportsmanship. I'm against it. <laughs> That's good. That's like being against cyberbullying, right? Yeah, I'm against it. Yeah, good. And so I don't know that I want to go like cheering loudly for someone who's been a shithead for four years, mm. you know. No one will know. Okay. There's too many of them. Yeah, I guess you're right. But that's they'll good. all come up to us afterward. They'll be like, oh, it's so great to win. And <laughs> you guys have been an inspiration. It's been great. Yeah. They're going to look us right in the eye and lie like dicks. <laughs> oh, for sure. Anyway, let's get back to the beer. I have another great uh, McLeod Ale in front of me right now. Are we going to do a phone call first, Beef? There is a phone call. Jew Brew from Pennsylvania. <laughs> I thought he said Drew, and then I asked him to clarify, and he said no. He's like, like no, it's Jew. No, I'm not going to clarify. <laughs> like Put religion. me on the phone. Well, he's got a question about cask beer, so uh, let's talk to Jew Brew in Pennsylvania. Jew Brew, what's happening? How you doing, Justin, JP? How are you guys? Doing great. How you doing, buddy? So I had a little issue. I did a homebrew competition just the other day. Have I own two casks. Uh, one of them, every single time I seem to uh, pin it, it flaps. I don't know why. Didn't know if that was a cask issue, you know, uh, if maybe it's not leaking when I'm actually filling it or when it's sitting there, room temperature to carbonate. So So what do you mean? So you put it in the cask, it conditions in the cask, and then when you go to serve it, it's flat. Is that what you're saying? One of the two casks. One of the two. Yeah, I do 10-gallon batches. Uh, my latest one was an IPA, uh, Chinook Hops with mangoes. 
All right. So wait, 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 plenty wait, wait. of sugar. Yeah. Wait, if, if one of the two is is not working out and the other one's fine, there's something wrong with that cast or how how you're bunging it or there must you know, be, the, yeah. the keystone, right? So, uh, well, you I, know, I, if I you're using plastic, try wood. If you're, try, if you're using wood, try plastic. Is, is it a plastic cast? Bung. No, I'm talking about your, your, your bung, your keystone. They come in wood, they come in plastics, and sometimes right. they, they fit or don't fit. Perfectly. Yeah, and in both uh, in both casts so far, it's been the same exact bung. Yeah, but if, if but mean, if one's plastic. working and one's not, yeah, and everything else is the same, change up the bung right. in the non-working one. Uh, okay. To right. to like a different material, like like Jamil's saying, you could buy go buy the opposite of what you've been using, even if it's working in the good keg. Buy something different okay. for the bad keg. Just you got to start uh, isolating the problem, process of elimination. So you could do right. uh, both the bung and the keystone. Change them out at the same time. Why not? Can I? Can I? It sounds okay. like he's not getting it. Can I? Can I try to help him? <laughs> really? You, would, yeah, would you mind? Is it? Go ahead. One worky, one no worky. <laughs> take one worky thing from worky. Put in non worky thing. Remove non worky thingy. Worky worky. Oh. No, except Jippy. That he said he took worky from worky and put it into non worky and no worky. <laughs> you got worky, man. <laughs> so he's got to get new worky. He clearly to, didn't do it right. To try worky. I mean, you know, right. The only other possibility is you're, you're racking off uh, into, the ca- into the cask and, uh, and you're pulling from the, you know, the top of the, your fermenter and you're not getting as much yeast into one. As you are into the other, I mean that's another possibility. Or you're not putting them in exactly the same temperature. Uh, you're not pitching the same amount of, or adding the same amount of uh, uh, sugar. Uh, you're adding more finings to one than the other. You're mm-hmm. yeah, or you have a leak. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the well, only possibilities, I'm, right? I'm thinking. I'm thinking there's a leak. Right. So, so what we found is even with the same manufacturer of all our firkins. Some of them work better with plastic. Some of them work better with uh, wood. And so we mark them. This one is a plastic one. This one's a wood one. Okay. And some of them okay. work better with one than the other. So, so you know, you should have a collection of both, uh, you know, and, and if you're having a problem with one of the, uh, the you're using pins, if you're having a problem with one of the pins using a, a, a plastic uh, uh, um Bungs on it, you know. Try try the wood ones. There you go. I have a stupid idea. Believe it or not. So maybe it's a good idea. When I used to change tires, the and work on tires, the hardest tire to fix was the tire that was leaking slowly because mm-hmm. you could never find it. Mm. So they sub you submerge the tire right into a tub of some kind because. It bubbles. It's the easiest thing Good in the idea. world to find. Could you do that with a cat? Like put the bung to- in it? To- totally empty. Yeah, bung it up. See if it, and then just stick it underwater and see if it bubbles. See what's bubbling or out of the keys. You you know, which with which part is? You could, you we to, would do that it. too. Uh, these tires were so big, you'd, you'd spray under, the whole thing. It won't so. be under pressure. I mean, once you once you, I guess you have beer in it and it's throw some sugar and some yeast in there. You could actually seal it up empty, and 
Yeah. Submerge it in a tub and it'll bubble. It'll bubble. Yeah. And you oh, know. I see. There you go. You're just looking for bubbles. Yeah. Good job, Justin. See? Yeah. Bubbly, no bubbly. Yeah. Find no bubbly, yeah. solve bubbly. I knew that one day I would have one use for that fucking five miserable Other years of changing tires. <laughs> it's to help out Jew Brew in Pennsylvania. I, so you're welcome. If I can throw in like a... Uh, a non-sarcastic comment. Yes. Um, no, no, that's, that's not, not going to work. Yeah. Not Sorry. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, you're an asshole. So, <laughs> okay. uh, now go ahead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Whatever. Um, we had some issues with uh, some plastic pins where uh, our assistant brewer uh, bent the keystone um, on the cask, and you got a, a gas leak out of that. And if you condition the cask uh, standing up, the keystone up, which is the where you put the tap in, that's the bit, that's the keystone. Okay. Um, if you th- that's standing up. That's that's an area, really easy point in the cast to bend, and you'll get a gas leak there really easily. So it's really, it'd be helpful to go in and examine to make sure that all of those areas are are in the condition that you bought the cast in originally. Um, because we had a, you know, we had one cask and then the other cask. One worky, one no worky. One no right. worky. Yep. Yeah. And I had to drive through LA traffic to bring the not worky back to the <laughs> back to the tasting room That's and go bring back the other the worky one. Right. See? The worky bar that was selling our worky beer. Good. Like <laughs> Yeah. Now I understand him. Jubu probably gets it too. <laughs> yeah, everybody. No. It's just common language, dude. It's not hard. No. No. It either yeah. worky or it no worky. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Solve no worky. It's like algebra. It's like dumb algebra. Thank you for the call, Jubru. We appreciate it. And all calls, 888-401-BEER if you want to call in and ask your own questions, too. Or hit the chat button on the homepage. Bevo is in there. Uh, sending me your questions now. Uh, all right, so let's talk about the beer in my glass. Um, what is the name of this beer, Andy? Uh, it's the beer in your glass. Um, <laughs> it's the one you told me to order. I just can't remember the name, so forget. Oh, yeah, it was the Heretics beer. Um, no. <laughs> Uh, it's King's Taxes. It's a Scottish 60 shilling. There we go. Um, the shilling designation is not chosen off of BJCP, just to, just to throw things in the mix there. Um, not BJCP, but we went off of historical brewing records because I was a bit annoyed about the shilling designations within BJCP not being linked to a historical time point because the shilling is linked to tax and price of beer during specific time periods. So with inflation, things increase in price. So... The shilling designation is based off of the price of William and Younger's beer from 1880. Okay. Which is, you then equate that price to a certain gravity. I see. He so. does get kind of bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Jennifer, like, you? I'm, I'm glad you said it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it, though. Yeah. It's like the, the yeah. super craft beer, not nerd, but bitchy. Yeah. I, like I didn't know intention. I need a calculator to drink this beer. It's refreshing. <laughs> It's well, very they, nice. It's it, like it's like it, it's actually someone who 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 can tie in uh, the history of the beer with the beer yeah. with yeah. the beer with and, the and beer. Jamil. I don't know if you know they actually give out a calculator with each pint at the brewery. Nice. It's yeah, an nice. abacus, really. So. But let's not <laughs> we cascade the calculators. Actually, <laughs> actually one it. of my my favorite Yelp reviews was oh no it was on Untapped. Someone said oh it's actually more like an eighty shilling. Oh I thought god. That was really- and Andy <laughs> and you could just watch Andy's head just explode yeah. out the side. <laughs> Uh, Inflation, dude. <laughs> I think I was intentionally not told about that one. Uh, <laughs> now I like this beer even better than the uh, than the bitter. I, this is uh, a, it's very good. This is fantastic. Thank you. Uh, now this one is on draft, uh, not on the cask. Mm-hmm. Yet you have, uh, I think, still carbonated it appropriately, right? Yeah. It's a lower carbonation. We deliberately aim for a low level of carbonation. So, um, 
gosh, I can throw the brewer's negatives into it. Uh, we don't get as much head formation out of the beer as we could do. I can see that. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's well apparent. It's, yeah, um, there is no head. <laughs> yeah. Although I'll be honest with you, I didn't know if that's a, some, if there should be or not. Are there styles that aren't supposed to have head uh, retention? Or? I think the expectation of the consumer, the beer should Still. have a head on it. Okay. You know, you, 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 you think something when the beer doesn't have a head on it. I okay. feel All right. um, that's a negative. Um, and the, we should be able to get ahead on it. It's. Uh, I was trained in Cascale. Um, this whole keg beer, I don't know what you guys are on about. Is there something you could do ingredient-wise without changing the profile of the beer too much to get more head retention and still serve at a low carbonation probably. or it won't? You got, you, there's probably more knowledge in the room on that Tasty, than I what have. do you think? Well, you got to have carbonation to get foam, right? Well, it's not yeah. flat, though. Well, it's almost flat. Okay. I'd you, say it's under... You could you could serve it on nitrogen. Half of it. Which is uh, kind of the... The fake cask thing. So I all see. this nitrogenated beer. Yeah. The whole purpose of nitrogenated beer is to fake cask serving or oh. cask conditioning. Right. Okay. It's because they couldn't be bothered to actually pour beer correctly. They had to fake it. So they started using the nitrogen, and uh, that that's how they get it. Guinness came up with it in the 1930s. Got right. it. Yeah. And then that's all nitrogenation is. So when people ask me for nitrogenated beers, it kind of kills me because we offer cask Conditioned beers, too. Ah, okay. I actually Rodden, hate nitrogen like, beers. And like, oh, no, but nitrogen. I'm like, oh, my God. You don't I understand dislike the, whole, yeah. the whole purpose of it. They don't taste it. good. Um, if, I, if I can be a, a, a brewer who's only a couple months into running all the, the beer, it is a, it's a lower level of carbonation that I would aim for. Sure. Um, okay. We're aiming to bring it up. We want better head formation of the beer. But it's still going to be really low level carbonation. It's yeah. yeah. More than what you've got here. Right. But we, we, you know, we, we, want, we target 1.8 vol. Uh, to two, right. and we're not even there yet. Okay, okay, so okay, so this is what you've been calling keg product mm-hmm. versus cask. Mm-hmm. Now, why don't you just on keg product? Why don't you just dial in the carbonation for that? Um, we don't have a bright tank. Yeah. Okay, so you're coming out of the fermenter. This is all but you naturally carbonated, carbonated in the keg, right? You could just uh, we could force apply head pressure. Yes, uh, all the products are naturally carbonated. Um, so yeah. we the the typical process that we do, we've done some, we've primed some beers. But we do what uh, – the closest thing I can call it is just a catch method because we don't have a spunding valve, which would be more German. We will get to uh, two points above finishing fermentation. We will cold crash, uh, get the yeast down to uh, two million cells per milliliter or, or with between one and two million cells per milliliter and then uh, take it off cold condition and then rack uh, into vessel. Um, so we have a bit of residual sugar and then with, uh, 24 hours of warm conditioning, we get the yeast to reactivate, uh, and then they finish fermentation. And some of that goes into keg, some goes into cask. Yeah. But it's exactly the same beer at the point of, uh, racking. Right. Um, Now in cask, does it carbonate better than it does in keg? Um, it's the, the means of service require a different carbonation level. Like we, the keg will... You know, it's this is like a you know a, we're we're in the early stages of brewing. We're we're still dying a lot of stuff in. Sure. But um, the ca- the casks will have to will have to vent CO two. Um, we don't have to vent as long as uh, other places that make cask ale. Uh, but that's because the carbonation level is lower. Um, with the keg beer, we'd like a higher level of carbonation. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I still think we're we're an appreciable level, but the American consumer is expecting typically a higher level of carbonation, as you right. rightly point out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and not we, much, but some. yeah, we want we are aiming for low. We want the beer to be uh, a facsimile of the cask product, but on keg, but it's uh, it's still too low. 
Yeah. It's, it's, it's with some of the beers, you'll notice a certain syrupiness, um, which is not something that we want. We want better head formation. Mm. Yeah, be we a want bit, a good-looking beer. Yeah, it'll look good in the glass. And this, this beer tastes great. I love it. It does. And look, three months into this, and you've served us the best bitter that Jamil's ever had in the United States. And I like this one even better. Uh, I I agree it could have a little carbonation in there, a little more. But uh, the flavor's fantastic. Thank you. Uh, It's a great 60 or 80, you know, whatever. (laughs) Have you had people in the tap room... Complain, maybe not complain, but Punch ask. In the if, face? What no. is that? What you do when they? I was going to ask if they They're ever asked to you, like, <laughs> no eye contact. What's the deal with this beer? This well, flat beer? Right. <laughs> or like, yeah, is it, this is flat or this isn't cold enough? Or does that happen often? Has it ever? It's mostly not, not curiosity. Once, not not one time. Good. I mean, I've I've seen a couple comments on Untapped, but mostly it has to do with like, oh, this is too low ABV. It's not my not my thing. But well, the um, people using Untapped tend uh-huh. to be beer nerds so they know what to expect so they're those aren't going to be the ones to complain about temperature right. or carbonation yep. um I'm people super- on yelp on the other hand people just coming in to try your beer <laughs> th- there you might see something like yeah. oh i don't or, know their beer's fine. they don't know anything some, about it or just in person in the no tab- no never i mean people like 100 to 1 or 300 whatever i people come in and they're ecstatic about the beer they love that they can drink it uh, yeah. A lot of it, um, it goes down really easy. Sure. They love it. Not not a single comment about uh, you know it's flat that's or very warm. encouraging. The, that's, the most that's annoying bad. reviews we got. The most annoying reviews we got were actually on Beer Advocate. Uh, was two people that I'm not exactly sure who they are, but they should. There are people that should know better. I know of them in the scene, and they said that the Cascal was undercarbonated. And they're like, uh, it's fucking Cascal, douche. <laughs> also, it wasn't hoppy enough. Exactly, wrong one. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, what are you guys on about? Yeah. <laughs> one thing I'm... But that happens. I mean, it happens to everybody, whether the yep. review is true or not. Yeah, I graffitied your bathroom, by the way. It's fucker. <laughs> that was you? <laughs> you no. <dick. laughs> I like the, uh, the glass shelf, though. Uh, and, the yeah. ice cube, and the ice cubes for keeping our cast cold. Yeah, we got a glass shelf uh, for our in our urinals now, and we put up a cork board where the first graffiti showed up, thinking that I don't know people can stick their fingers in it or something. Yeah, my spray paint like really stuck to that really well. <laughs> have to do something. You notice somebody took a, I don't know if it was their fingernail or what and scratched the cork board a little bit. Did they? Oh yes, of course they did. You sure McMaster and Carrie get cheap uh, cork board? Uh, what else are you gonna do <laughs> while you're standing there taking a leak? But deface somebody's property. <laughs> Trying to find your wiener, mainly. I mean, really? <laughs> uh, that's me. Three uh, shakes. Come on, finish. Did it? Do you think that? Uh, forgive me for a moment, Jennifer. As I tend to do this, you just turn her uh, headphones. No, off. no, it's Your not going to get bad. I just mind. mean I, 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 I digress. Uh, do you think that before we all had ADD as a society? I mean, you know, huh. the, uh, we have Facebook all the time. Like, look at the phone. Look at. We can never be doing nothing. Right. Was graffiti in the bathroom as much of a problem when we could stand and do nothing for, like, 35 seconds at a well, time? Yeah, where do you think uh, cave paintings came from, dude? It's not, it's not cause, like, cave... <laughs> so it's always a problem? It's not because that po- the part of the brain starting to express itself. No, they're just like, well, fucking no, 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 uh, no four-legged no runny, no stabby-stabby, <laughs> me draw. Mouth no worky. Yeah. for a good time at, at one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. me, yeah. Me take berry juice, me yeah. rub on thing. <laughs> Throw rock for a good time. Right. Uh, they're, at, they're at the hop stone axe. <laughs> for a good time, turn round. <laughs> yeah. For a good time, stay facing this way. <laughs> anyway, I, 
<laughs> That's it, what happened. It's just the defacing of property. It, it, it just boggles my mind is what it is. I just don't get it. Well, here, the Especially of, at the you know, urinal. Conquered. But yeah, it's every bathroom you've yeah, you been to. And, and it's, it's, at the, it's particularly at the bathroom because it just makes me think that whoever the person is is so bored with themselves that for the 35 seconds it takes to urinate, they must do something else. You one hand doing the thing and the other must scrape things. It might not be that they're bored. They, they might just really love their gang. You know, yeah. and they got to represent. Well, yeah, I, I was at Toronado, and uh, oh JP's face was carved all over the wall. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. I Do not amazed, let this guy. Right? No, the bathhouse I was at had them all over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I sponsor it now. They pay me. So that's that's where you want to be. That's the level you want to be. You're not graffiti anymore. You're an advertiser. <laughs> You're actually an advertiser. Yeah. Bathhouse. That's how Sir 13 gets all their money, dude. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. And Good. moving on. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, did we get distracted? Uh, tell us about the ingredients of the beer. I got a few other things we got to get to tonight too. So, yeah. uh, tell us about the beer. Uh, it's got malt in it. Good. Yep. And that was a great show with McClellan. Yeah. <laughs> Tasty's um, writing this down. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll start. Four point three percent. Ten forty seven. Starting gravity. Ten thirteen. Finishing. Twenty three IBU. Uh, it is eighty nine and a half percent Golden Promise. Three point five percent Black Malt. 2% flake barley, and 5% a special proprietary number two invert sugar syrup. Uh, Why is it special proprietary? Because I can't fucking buy it in the U.S. You make it? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I'm trying to supply it right now but um, uh, through a sugar wholesaler, but uh, I called every freaking place that makes it in England, and no one goddamn called me back, so uh-huh. I had to make it. It takes freaking five hours to make this shit. How did you learn to, to make it? Did you learn it in England, or you just sort of backwards uh, Through researching engineer? the style. Okay. Um, I mean, most of English beer is like, it's bitters and pale ales, so it's not something I was really taught to make. It's just diving into the history of the style, but history is fraught with minefields, so I was trying to make this historical Scottish style, and then uh, now I read some recent research, and uh, yes. Yeah, Sc- you were duped. Sh- sugar isn't really as prevalent in Scotland as I thought it was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it gives the beer a particular flavor profile of this kind of maple syrup elements and some of the kind of tobacco notes, I would say, are more are, are related to the um, using of the sugar syrup. So we keep doing it. Okay. Um, I could probably mimic it with malt, but um, I like the, the note that it gives the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that sometimes if we if we have a little bit of, a let's say, a challenging fermentation, um, it'll end up with some of those more pure, like just simple syrup sugar notes that aren't as pleasant to drink. Okay. Um, uh, but that was more on uh, small-scale stuff that you get that kind of flavor profile. Um, it's something that, yeah, so it's something that we make um, specifically for this beer. And what, what is that flavor that I would uh, detect in the beer um, from this sugar versus, say, simple sugar? Yeah, uh, well, the invert process, just just making it an invert sugar is to be more traditional. Um, I'm... I might be able to do it without inverting it, but uh, it makes it more fermentable generally too. Okay, um, and then you have the darkening it to a number two. It's so it caramelizes to some extent. It's, it comes out almost, almost darker than this. I oh, think. really? So it doesn't mm-hmm. look like a number one. It looks more like a number two. Hmm. It's much darker. Yeah. yeah, that is spot on. Yeah, <laughs> that is that worky. But but, the, but then the question is <laughs> the question is number what is number three syrup? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's it, it gets pretty caramelized, so you get uh, maple syrup esque flavors, uh, almost verging on like oak aged flavor. 
uh, sometimes nice. people pull to, uh, pipe tobacco notes out of it. Nice. Um, this is something like our listeners that are do-it-yourselfers, they may want to try this. Oh, totally. Is this yeah. like a, a double boiler or something? How do you... Uh, how do we you have do a it? link on our website, by the way, oh. to uh, Andy's resource for how to do it yourself. Oh, so oh cool. If you yeah. want to do it, you can What's the website name? Uh, I believe it's Unholy Mess. It's an it's a kind uh, of it's a it's a seriously. blog that is I believe no longer active. I think he was an American home brewer, but he originally started out cataloging uh, Ron Pattinson's uh, recipes. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of historical beer research, um, and uh, the guy who writes Unholy Mess or it's either Unholy Mess or Half a Cat. <laughs> oh. Just there's unholy <laughs> mess. Way. Yeah, invert syrup. You'll get it. Both make an unholy mess. Uh, yeah, it, uh, you're telling me. Yeah. you fall asleep right. during the boiling of sugar, <laughs> and it's all over your kitchen. Or the link is on McCloudAle.com. Yeah, if you go so. to, I think we have a description of our beers, which Andy wrote, and on there, if you plow through that, there's a link somewhere in there. Okay, yeah. you can make your own. We're, we're hoping to get an American source of it or a, a, a U.S sourced version of it soon so that we don't have to make it and then hopefully they'll have it start to have it available on the american market because we would just use uh belgian candy but it's all made with beet um and i just i don't think you get the same flavor profile using a, a beet candy sugar that you would have just using straight cane okay um or like you said you now, I really like the flavor of this beer and when you mm-hmm. point out what i might be picking up from that i, I wouldn't recommend changing it but you had mentioned you you could not use it, and it would still be a traditional way to make the beer. Well, it, it wouldn't necessarily be traditional. His, it, it, making historical beer is 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 fraught with yeah. problems, and you can argue any point under the sun. Okay, um, you just think of like the IPA book. You know, you're like, sure. well, okay, well, we're not what we're making is an IPA, but we're going to still call it an IPA. And you're like, well, I guess it's an IPA then, <laughs> but it's not the IPA that Hodgson's made in the you know whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's, same a, with this beer. Yeah, like we're using some modern ingredients um, to update it for it because we don't want the terribly modified malt that they had in the 1800s. Okay. You know, stuff like that. We're not going to use terrible hops that sp- sat on a ship for six months going across the ocean to Scotland. Pussy. Uh, yeah, I know, right? I am such <laughs> you a really want to go. I mean, bitch. You are a bitchy whiner, Andy. Right. If you really want to go traditional here, get on a <laughs> boat, man. <laughs> we do make one very historically accurate beer that's going to be a winter seasonal for us. And that, I, I do, I guess, make more of an effort uh, to be more accurate. But <laughs> you should go really brew a brew dog because they got it down, man. <laughs> They're very authentic. Oh, yeah. traditional Scottish beers? Yeah. 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 Um, Him and Dogfish Head. Yeah, so like it wouldn't be traditional necessarily to use like a bunch of different uh, roasted barley's and whatnot because you could you could approximate the flavor profile that we're getting in this. I feel okay. like you probably could. Okay, because um, you know brewers are bound. There's boundless talent out there to mimic certain flavor profiles. Yeah, you could probably get there. I haven't tried. Hmm. Okay, I'm just gonna go with this. Well, now you have a great story about how you slaved over a hot stove for five hours to make the syrup. Yeah, I had several boil overs or something. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, I've ruined my stove don't in tell my Andy's apartment. Manager. <laughs> yeah, Oops. and it's uh, now I heat up my stove and the sugar syrup leaks <laughs> underneath the stove <laughs> into the kitchen floor, <laughs> and my dog like scratches at it. Oh yeah, and he like he'll lick it up a little bit, but then it's all over his paws, and then he tracks it all over <laughs> the, the <carpet>. house. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Goodbye, security. Deposit. I'm gonna have to call Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great. Oh. 
But well, for the beer. The beer is fantastic. Uh, you've got yourself a good brewer, Jennifer. Uh, sure as hell do. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Andy. And it sounds like uh, you two have uh, opened a great brewery. I'd love to come down and see it next time we're uh, passing through there. Um, just great to have you on to talk with us. I think I got another question from the chat for you, too, before we go. Cool. Um, Let's try the why, why don't they call it Van Nuys? We didn't. I did when I moved there. <laughs> I think there is. We do have a customer that calls us Vanusians. Is that close? <laughs> yeah. If we're from Van Nuys or Vanusians. 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 Yeah. Like Martians from Martinez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. That's right. All right. We got Mike on the line. Um, he's got a question about Golden Promise Malt. Hey, Mike. What's yeah, happening? Yeah, Mike. It's the best. Done. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Hey, I just have a question about Golden Promise uh, in regards to its availability. And um, is it one of these malts that's, is it, is it hard to find? Um, I've kind of heard a couple things about it. I've also heard that there's a brewery that bought all the Golden Promise this year. Um, Where are you located? My- I am located. In Washington. I'm on Mars. <laughs> and are you buying on a, a, a pro scale or homebrew? A pro uh, homebrew. homebrew yeah. Um, you know, try like uh, more beer. Yeah. Northern Brewer. Um, I, I think I can get uh, Golden Promise through Brewer Supply Group. Mm-hmm. I'm on more beer right now. And, and can. you That's can get uh, Simpsons Golden Promise Malt right there now. You go. I think the answer is no. Uh, you can buy it in small, or you can get a whole 55-pound sack of Simpson Golden Promise at morebeer.com. Go with the sack. Um, <laughs> yeah. Always go. Listen, when all if, if there's ever any doubt. Go you, to the sack. You go with the sack. You think uh, Golden Promise is a, is a beer at the uh, Pinups and Pints place? No. Golden should, Shower. Should be, yeah. yeah, Golden Shower is. Golden Promise. Golden is, Promise. It's much more alluring. It's too clean. Yeah. But it's it's with the hint of naughty. The euphemism. We, we, like, we like it dirty. Yeah. Justin and I. Uh, that's saying. That's right. Uh, does that do it for you, Mike? That does. Uh, thanks a lot. That was a simple question, easy answer. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for the call, brother. Yeah. Does Mike work for more beer? Uh, where can I get uh, uh, Amarillo hops? Now, I can't find them anywhere. If with, I lived... with reasonable shipping. <laughs> if I lived anywhere that USPS delivers in the continental United States, where could I get this for a flat shipping rate of seven ninety nine? Now, does anybody wonder why we get uh, two phone calls a show? Because you can't call in without us treating you like an asshole. Yeah, but you you kind of are an asshole. When you when you when you listen to show when you ask a question that is easily answered via Google, how do I tie my shoes? I can't figure it out. I've been wearing sandals for ten years. I forgot. I don't know. YouTube it, dude. Get out of here. Get in my face. Our calls. You know, when we started in two thousand five, we got calls throughout the whole show, and it's gone down to this. And I and I'm. It's taken me this long to realize. It's because we're assholes. <laughs> Why would you call it us? It took you this long to realize? <laughs> Why would you ever call us? A year to... two, I think I knew. <laughs> it's amazing. I was trying to bump up your collar load, too. I was trying to get Riggs to call in. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah. I don't know. Hana, he'd really me- mess things up, probably. Yeah. I think he's been... Uh, I saw that guy. He, he's like uh, knee-deep in, uh, uh, you know, grains right now. He hasn't called in in a while. I think he's brewing too much. Yeah. Vattery's tired of us making racist Mexican jokes every time he calls into the show. <laughs> oh, I hung out yeah, with him. Actually, I have a bottle of his old brune I need to bring in. Oh, do it. It's real good. Is it good? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Oh, Mexican guy. Fancy that makes Brunner a great brown. Yeah. <laughs> See, we both went the same way. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He made a, a honey saison. It was real good, and I don't you? like honey. No, he didn't. Saison. It is real good. Oh, yeah. But that guy's working his ass off, man, for sure. I'm sure. Who's this? <laughs> There's old Rick's now. Oh, jeez. Uh, all right. Well, now the phone's ringing off the hook. Uh, everybody so, wants. I got a question for my chat here. Uh, somebody told me to ask you guys about expansion plans. What's the, what's up with that? Oh, this is a great opportunity for me to talk about... Um, How could there be expansion plans after three, three months? months. <laughs> you guys Welcome are amazing. Sorry, Sorry, go ahead. Start, but that's yeah. a, I'm just amazed that you're even like, what? What are you talking about? We plan year two, three, four, five. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what Tom Hennessy said. He said, any new brewery that opens up, he always says, how are your expansion plans coming? Nice. Okay. Um so we have we're renting half of our building and we've always had an eye on taking over the other half and we want to start bottling and doing all that stuff. <clears throat> but we have like ten dollars left over after opening our brewery. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little tough. Yeah. So we are um gonna be launching this great opportunity, hopefully, for our oh. fans. Um we're gonna be having a McLeod Ale Founders Club. Nice. Uh, and we're going to hope to raise funds that way by okay. offering beer for life. Oh. For I'll, life. I'll take some Forever beer for life. Forever and ever. All right, okay. well, I do some math on that, but I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> well, t- Tasty better. I've only got a few years. Like, look, if, it's, uh, yeah. if it's more than 20 bucks, I'll just buy it. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're pretty much banking I'll on you buying at least one. Beeb and I are down there enough. We're, we should We should do this thing. Yeah, founders. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to have a few different levels where people can, you know, help us out it's basically like lending us money and we'll pay you back in beer beautiful we're going to be launching this in a week or so on indiegogo and hopefully we'll get enough money from that where we can um expand into next door okay and get our bottling line of four bottles at a time going (laughs) it's funny to call it a bottling line we have one of those bottling bottling machines yeah Uh, yeah, remember in uh the two points make a line in space so your forehead filler is a bottling line yeah Yeah, the line's supposed to be wide not narrow (laughs) two head filler is a bottling line too that's right poor andy also he needs uh you know he needs an auger because he's tired of climbing Uh, up that ladder and pouring all the i wanted a grist case and a hydrator yeah and then a ladder you'll be lucky to get a ladder mister (laughs) i know i'm grateful i i uh, my biggest problem is I, I I favor one leg climbing up the ladder, so one really big leg. <laughs> yeah, I thought you had a little limp out there. Yeah. Yeah. I was dragging the other one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, luckily, we're making session beer, so it's only a couple trips up the ladder. There you go. Yeah, well, if you're interested, in, why are you whining? Yeah, come on. Yeah, only five bags of grain, so it's fine. You're fine. <laughs> well, if you're interested in the Indiegogo campaign, it sounds like you can go to mcleodale.com yeah, in, in coming weeks, and you'll have yeah, an update for yeah, us. Yeah, we're launching it on the 23rd during LA Beer Week, and um, you know it's a really incredible deal because, like, whatever level you choose, you'll be able to um, pay off your investment like within six months, usually. By pun- you utilize punishing it. your lo- liver, yes. Yeah. Well, you know, it's low ABV. Like, it's just hard work to punish your liver with this stuff. Oh. Vitamins. I'm doing it. I, I'm, I'm five in. I mean, yeah. really. And look, at, and look at Jamil. He looks great. <laughs> well, a picture of health. Compared to a corpse, yes. I'm looking pretty good. Yeah. 
All right, McLeodAle.com. Uh, Jennifer, uh, you've, you've made a great company here. Thank you and, so uh, much uh, for I, having us. Yeah, well, thanks for being on, Andy. Uh, we appreciate it very much. Alistair, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, it's fun to have you guys in the studio. Yeah, it's been a great pleasure. Thank you. Well, if you come back to the Bay for any events, we will take a cask any time. Yes. We will purchase one for the Hop Grenade and, and serve it here to, to our patrons because we think they should know about cask beer, too. <laughs> and so. more importantly, uh, bagpipes next time? Oh, yeah. I feel, we, we, oh, yeah. I feel teased right now. We got a little gypped on the bagpipes. Well, I'm plan. trying to poke That's around during the, the pre-interview, and she failed. Uh, Jennifer failed to disclose that. Otherwise, I would have... Made her bring the back performing on air for sure. Yeah, I do want to mention that you know I am a piper, and all of our beers are named after bagpiping tunes. Excellent. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, that's a fun fun way of avoiding any name conflicts with (laughs) any other brewery ever. Yeah. Yeah, hop um, grenade pipe is the next one that they're. Uh, yeah. That's, that's the I, well, I, if there's a name we want, I just write a. I can just write a tune and then it's legit. There but you I go. do. If We're doing you come, in, does Edinburgh. Yeah. <laughs> if you come into the tasting room and it's your birthday, generally I will play "Happy Birthday" for you. Um, really? Oh, yes. I'm going down November seventh. Wow. Well, I'm November first. Scorpio. Whoop. There you go. There we go. Are you as crazy as he is then? <laughs> yes. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Alistair yes. didn't say a word. He's yeah. just, he just smiling. <laughs> Alistair doesn't even know me that well. And already when you're married just... to a Scorpio, you learn to zip it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's only crazy because she's a woman. It's <laughs> not the Scorpio. Oh, you're for that. Maybe he bought the book on uh, women's psychology. He must. Have. figure that shit out. Oh, from oh, Amazon reference. every week. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Andy, before I let you go, there was one more question that came yes. through from the chat. Um, what's your worst brewing disaster so oh, far? Uh, most of everything. Um, <laughs> Not the beers we've had, no. Anything, uh, any dumps in the brewer? Well, you know, we've had one wow. dump. Wow. Uh, <laughs> low attenuation on a, I was actually a uh, King's Taxes beer. Okay. Um, yeah. Finished fermenting at 1020. I'd, home brewing, uh, professional brewing, whatever, never had a stuck fermentation. And it's just like one after another. Right now. Oh. <laughs> so it's been a lot of learning about how to fix those. Okay. Um, probably, but no major floods or fires or... Uh, we... we um, Anything ah. short of a total brewery at this point, we've we've heard too much. So we, we need we need you to up the ante. Yeah, I, well, uh, yeah, I know you guys have heard of everything. After going to Rare Barrel and they're uh, seeing seeing the spot that flooded. Yeah, <sighs> you mean their entire parking yeah. lot? Yeah. That yeah. spot There's still that's, fruit flies in the parking lot. Yeah, that's no small feat. Uh, the biggest disaster that happened was someone pro- forgot to put a valve on, but I'm quite good with tri clamp, so it wasn't ended up uh, didn't end up being a problem. You saved it. I know. Doesn't count. Sucks. That means that it's coming. Yes. It's I around know. the corner. Yeah, Watch we're gonna out. have an element burnout in the middle of a boil, probably. That could that's be rough, happen. couldn't it? Well, that's just the end of the boil, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the next big earthquake, you know? That's yeah, around the corner. Yeah, I'm, I'd say the biggest thing. It's just a long term issue. You know, you have poor attenuation, and just like it's it's a nerdy kind of problem to have, where it's not exciting. It's not. A sexy problem where your apartment floods. And we're like, wow, this is a major like movie disaster, or whatever. You're but it's like, a big problem. Wow, the numbers—they're like not good. <laughs> exactly, but that's 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 fucking being a brewer. It's just like, wow, our attenuation is declining. Yeah. What is one of a thousand different problems we can be having right now? My fan levels you, in my mall are declining, and I don't know why. <laughs> and then you get your gun out and then roll yeah. across the hood of the car. 
Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just no. saying uh, Hadakiri on the uh, brew house floor. <laughs> uh, we've got quite high rafters. We've got some rope around. Well, next um, time we have you in, soon. I expect to hear <laughs> about millions. some major disaster. Sorry, Jennifer, but I expect to hear about a fire, a flood, or something. <laughs> if you'll have me back on, I'll be sure, happy to come up with something. You're right. Just lie. Yeah, yeah. make something happen. Oh, JP came by. It was his birthday. Yeah, oh. Worst disaster ever. <laughs> he was like happy Wait. and shit. Yeah. Uh, he was having a good time. Really? Worst That's where we're going? Ever. You guys are dicks. We ran out of beer. That was our worst disaster. That's so, bad. Yeah, there you go. We haven't talked about that for a while, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I got really sick and yeah. we couldn't brew at all. And then we could, I could, I was so sick, I couldn't even order grain. So, meaning so. that like, Tasting rooms open. People are coming in, and there's no. No, beer. we had to close the tasting room for a week. Oh. A thus, week. Thus, the assistant brewer yeah. gets hired. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> is yeah, it's yeah. a week after. The, actually, that was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need somebody in case you die. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I have brought up the hit by a bus thing. Yeah. yeah, Well, see, when yeah. you said you built a brewery, you know, it could all be done by you by one person. All I could think was. I try to build everything so that I could get fired. Like, I don't want to be, you know, who wants to be there all the time? Uh, the joy of brewing it yourself is that, like, if there's a fucking problem with it, it's your damn fault and you yeah. got to deal with it. Sure. So, but then it's also your damn fault and you can't yell at anyone. Right. <laughs> That's why you should start outsourcing as soon as possible. Yeah. yeah. I don't trust anyone, though. Uh, yeah, well, train terrible. that assistant brewer right and you're you going to need uh, some backup. So. I hope Grant's hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. Get, a, get it right, Grant. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks again for coming to the studio, guys. We appreciate it very much. You can still come down to the Hop Grenade and try their beer uh, tonight, probably tomorrow. I'm not sure if uh, we'll have the cast tomorrow, but we've got the other uh, beers on tap, too. So come on down to the Hop Grenade and try it, or uh, go see them in... Venuyas, Venuyas. Yeah. It's right in between uh, Reseda and Canaga Park. <laughs> yeah, right there. <laughs> well, if you're doing the kind of loop through Ladyface and Agora Hills and whatnot, we're kind of in that area. Oh, Ladyface is awesome too. Yeah, yeah I was you can hit Lady the other Fa- night. Yeah, Ladyface, then us, and then go to Golden Road and go to Eagle Rock. That's a good loop. Yeah. Right yeah, there. if you're yeah, going down the 101, we're right. It's 90,000 square miles, but it's a great loop. <laughs> yeah. And it takes hour six drive, days on the yeah. 405, but it's all right yeah. there. The traffic <laughs> starts at 2 in the morning and ends at Never. 1 in the morning. Never a yeah. clock. <laughs> yeah. I just go to McLeod and Eagle Rock. Just give everybody else. Just go right there. Oh, oh, my God. If you like session beers, these are the two breweries, man. I'm telling you. There you go. Take it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. we got more to do. I'm supposed to let you know quickly that uh, our good friend Nico Brew is actually going to be in town yeah. on Thursday. This Thursday. This Thursday, and I guess he's uh, coming to hang out at the Hop Grenade around yep. noon uh, with some other friends. So if anyone wants to come and hang out with Nico Brew, uh, I think I can make it on Thursday. I think I know JP's going to be I here. I will be here for sure. Um, so a little hangout, a little lunchtime beer at the Hop yep. Grenade. That's this Thursday uh, right here at the Hop Grenade. I also heard Nico's buying. I heard all the drinks. Actually, he's going to come in and buy a round for the entire place. Great. So if we fill it up, he's going to buy. Excellent. That's unconfirmed, but uh, that's my assumption. Then I'm definitely available Thursday. That's what I think, too. At noon. Free beer. All right, so come on down. When we come back, we got a little beer news for you and a couple other things to do as well, including feedback. Got to wrap up our Twitter game, find out who our winner is. I think we could, uh, can we give our winner a McLeod Brewing t-shirt yeah. of the Twitter yeah. game? I saw you guys brought some t-shirts in, so we'll do that. Um, and we'll be right back after these messages. Hang on.
You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. The best thing to happen to brewer's yeast in a century is from White Labs. For pro brewers and home brewers, yeast in the new Pure Pitch Package, powered by Flexel technology, redefines how fresh your yeast can really be. That's because your yeast is cultured, grown, and delivered all in the same Pure Pitch Package. It's never been transferred and never been exposed to the environment. Pure Pitch is powered by White Labs' proprietary Flexel container, which took six years to develop and is designed to be the best home your yeast has ever traveled in. Just cut open a Pure Pitch package and pitch the purest yeast possible. Learn more about Pure Pitch, powered by FlexCell technology, at whitelabs.com. And while you're there, sign up for one of the many great classes White Labs offers, like Yeast Essentials 2.0, coming up August 22nd and 23rd, or any one of their great workshops for brewers, distillers, and vendors. Pure Pitch from White Labs. Six years to develop, refine, and perfect. Two seconds to open. Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I love a bold, hoppy beer, one that spits resin in your face and makes you cry, uncle. There are a lot of great hoppy beers out there, but at Heretic, we want to make something as bold, dank, and resiny as possible. We use hops at every chance we get, including multiple dry hop additions. The result is Heretic Evil Cousin. This light golden, 8% Imperial IPA has an easy malt character that helps take the edge off the massive bittering, but it takes a back seat to the in-your-face hop character. We make sure this beer finishes dry so the hops can jump out and slam me in the taste buds. If you can't get enough hoppy goodness, Evil Cousin is your cup of tea. Cheers. Here's a bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops, hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager, made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark chocolate and stout roasty cocoa chocolate insanity 
Hop drops are made with fuggles or cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back. Choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life. All at beercandy.com. Hop drops and beer caramels. Satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with beer candy. Visit beercandy.com today. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. Yeah, welcome back. Great show tonight. I'm having fun. Good beer, good session beer. So we're we're not even. I'm six pints in, and you're fine. <laughs> you're a, Jamil's powering through it over here. He oh, is, yeah. but he's also a picture of sobriety because they're all like three point two percent. Well, he goosed me in the men's room, but otherwise, like on air, you're right. He uh, sounds great. That's just because you're growing on him. Uh, yeah, you know, I he had, was growing on me. Uh, I'm <laughs> Oh, for me. I've had nothing but um, the Firestone Easy Jack, so uh, sessionable, uh, and uh, McLeod beers tonight, too. I don't know. Maybe this works for good broadcasting or something. Low alcohol beers. I love them. Seems counterintuitive to me. Can't get enough but, of them. Uh, sobriety. It's, I like yeah. it's counterintuitive. But, sobriety seems counterintuitive yeah. to me. I'm, I'm just saying. But it seems to be working uh, tonight. It's a get lot, a good buzz on with it. Got some good information it. out and all sorts of good stuff. So um, that's fun. I just I want to point out, uh, I have a question for JP. We were in the restroom together. Um, I think we were all in there for a while. We were all in there yeah. together. Well, there's no door lock or else we'd be there for longer. It often happens at, right. the, at the break. And uh, yeah. I noticed, JP, yes. that you, you washed your hands. Yes. Which was, that's so Thank you. good job. Thank you. Um, but you don't use the Dyson to dry right. your hands. Yes. You shake them vigorously. Yes. And then because the Dyson is for small children, and then you've got the wrong size. <laughs> and then you, yeah, and then you leave with wet hands. I do. What's wrong with the Dyson? Uh, because it's the same. It, it's it's less sanitary than the paper towel. It's, it's not. It, yeah, it is. It's just like the uh, the air blower, like the standard air dryer that you push the big button and it goes for like yeah. thirty seconds. Yeah. It's it blows it up it's, in your face too. Yeah, it gets like spatters in my face. It's, re, it's just recycled. Yes. What spatters in your face? It's the recycled air from the bathroom. It, it bothers me, so I just yes. I shake it. But real you're hard breathing the air in the bathroom. Yeah, but I don't want to like touch it, and then I touch my face or whatever. But you are touching it by airs. walking through the bathroom. It, but it's different. It, it, it's different. It, I don't know. It's a mental thing. I don't know. That's and that's this is what I'm getting at. I I there's no rhyme or reason for my germophobia, but this is even weirder. No, no, no. No, I know you guys spared no expense of getting the finest equipment in that bathroom. Yes, you, you, you probably spent you know like twenty five hundred dollars, three grand on these Dyson machines. Well, but Jesus Christ, yes. they got the gray one, they got the blue one, they got the you know the blue one's like I think the child one. I think I think it's you the, mean you're talking about the size? I of think them? it's I think yeah I think it's the little people child version <laughs> that you have. My hands do not fit in the little slots without touching the sides. What yes, is wrong that's the other with thing? It's right. like playing Operation. You can't I have do never it. touched the side. What is wrong well, with your meat those, mitts? You've got those delicate little, little hands. Yeah, yeah, I do have nice hands. Right. Look at those. Look, even, <laughs> even the Centers for Look Disease Control. Look at Tasty's hands. You think Tasty can fit those hands inside no, that Dyson? they bump all over the Right, thing. right. Yeah, and it's then, like a brisket with, with sausage And then there's, there's this moisture just spraying back there's at no you. There's no spraying. <laughs> Even the Center Off for Disease Control hands, yes. recommends paper <laughs> towels over us. air drying. Boy, oh it's the CDC. What are you going to do? It could be a foot lower, the thing, yeah. You Lower. It works good for you because you're tall. Well, you want to get on your knees to use it? No, no. I have to, it's not for your penis, Tasty. It's for your hands. 
It's for both. F push for both. Yeah. Yeah. both. It is a little small door. for one, but not for the other. <laughs> right. You guys should just use the bathrooms next door. Yeah. The door is right outside. <laughs> it's right uh, on the other side of this wall. Yeah. yeah. Scott, can you oh yeah, and you don't want a uh, door. You got to turn the handle because that's the first thing you do is you touch the hand. You just want one right. you can pull with your little finger. But see, if I had a, a, a little wad of paper towel, I could use that to yeah, open the door and then, that that's, the and then yes. hold the door open mm. with my foot and, and the throw can. the paper towel in the right. trash can and then walk out. I do like, like to this. not touch the doorknob. Yes. That's the problem. That used to be a thing for me. Yeah. You, just, you, yeah. you just need a little thing. You, just, you, know, you don't need any latching or nothing. Right. We could give you. A, we could put off. gloves in there if you prefer. You grab a glove <laughs> yeah. on your way yeah. in. I would love to. There you go. Drop yeah. the that's glove. That's a good idea. The gloves are a great idea. Hey, that's a great idea. Just one. You only need one, right? Yeah, some of us need two. We can do multi-purpose, like a finger You're condom. Just have condoms. Herpes. Yeah, right. <laughs> we could just hand out condoms. Right. Well, those are our free it's tips just for the, the door. Day. Ends up all lubed. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that is. Yeah. That's an issue. What's, what's lube? <laughs> Never mind, JP. Okay. It's we'll like talk, sandpaper. We'll talk to Taryn about it later. Please do. Yes. All right. Hey, uh, you know, I told you we're going to Australia. And we're excited about it. And we're also excited, JP, I think for the uh, for the first time, um, I get to meet some of the folks from Grain and Grape. Yes. And My good friend John. Yeah. Plod- plodding along down there in Australia. Now, I met John uh, several years ago, so it'll yeah. be nice to see him again. But maybe some of the other folks are coming out. So that's exciting. Uh, Grain and Grape is one of the, uh, in fact, they're the, the head sponsor of the Australian National Homebrewers Conference. Um, so I'm looking forward to meeting him there. I assume that the whole crew, at least mo- whoever's not working the store. Right. I guess. Yeah. John uh, and the guys at Grain and Grape are awesome. They're good people, right? Very kind, very generous, very, very, uh, just, just salt of the earth. John's Wonderful like, he's people. too nice. You, you, yes. you almost want to punch him in the face to see if he can, can get yeah. riled up a little bit. Right. Well, you try and give him shit, and he's just trying Nothing. to figure out how to, you know, be nicer to you. Yeah, he's figuring out how to smile <laughs> yeah. bigger. No, at, they, at you. Such great people down there. Very nice uh, people. Um, they do a, uh, at their shop... A, a fortnightly brewing demo. Which I think is like every hour. Yeah, I don't know what a fortnight is. It's like every hour, every other hour, maybe. I think you're right about that. Isn't yeah. a fortnight like every two weeks? No, Bevo, you're, don't be dumb. I don't, all I know is that only third world countries still use fortnight, right? right? And uh, small <laughs> islands. And they no, weigh they the greens in stones. a lot yes. in Harry Potter. Right. I'm Third world countries. Sure England, it's... Australia, right. Africa. Alabama. Alabama. Right. Uh, only third world countries use Fortnite. Right. <laughs> Whatever that frequency is, they do a fortnightly brewing demo at Grain and Grapes. So what if you're it? looking to learn how to brew, you can go. Uh, I think it's I think it is it's, it's two weeks. 14 days, right? Why not say two weeks? Because it doesn't they sound know what two weeks is. It's fortnight. It's every fortnight. It's yeah, code, fortnight. code language. We're going to go rob the liquor store every fortnight. Do you really not know? Kate's English. Yeah, but who listens to her? Oh, God. I mean... <laughs> I mean... Uh, like uh, Alistair pointed out earlier, she's crazy. Yeah. Because uh, she's a woman. And, and she's English. Who listens to these right. people? Women. <laughs> anyway. To the English? Kate doesn't say Fortnite because she'd have to listen to me do this for her. Yeah, hour. I'm actually wishing we just stopped talking. <laughs> well, and also, who plans something every two weeks? 
No one does it. Well, that, so we don't use it Fortnite. We go, oh yeah, let's get back to you in a week or so. Bye Not a grain and grape. Uh, every couple weeks they do a, a brewing demo. <laughs> Sorry, uh, John. They've been doing it for uh, a, a twenty years. They've been supplying brewers yeah. in Australia, so they've been in the business for a long time. Go check them out. Uh, for all that time, um, they've been working to supply the best and the biggest range of equipment and ingredients uh, around, including ninety varieties of malted grain from Belgium, Germany, the U.S., Britain, and of course Australia. Forty different varieties of hops. Uh, over 50 Y-East liquid and fermentist and Danstar uh, dry yeast cultures. Uh, fresh work kits made on the 500-liter uh, uh, Braumeister right there in the warehouse. Uh, check them all out at uh, grainandgrape.com.au. Yes, please do. .com.au. I'd, I'd consider them the equivalent or better than most of the uh, homebrew shops in the, in the U.S. Oh, oh yeah? absolutely. I mean, nine... you, Did you go to the shop when yeah. you were there? Yeah. You did. I went to one of the brewing things. Oh, cool. And uh, essentially, it turned into a drinking thing. <laughs> Weird. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Which is fun. There you go. Yeah. There you it's go. always a good time. I mean, over 90 malts. Yeah. Imported. They're all imported, right? No, no. He said some from Australia. Too. Oh, some from Australia. Okay, yeah. good. Well, most of them are imported. Yeah. That's a lot of, of money being spent to bring in these high-quality malts. Because Absolutely. you can't make good beer without good-quality malt. And John knows that. And he knows it. All right. There you go. Should we do some beer news? Yeah. I like beer news. Did you get the beer news I sent you today, too? Yes. Are you going to use it? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I just have having lunch, and occasionally I get beer news sent to me, too. So, All right, let's do um, some beer news. That sounds like fun. It's the Brewing Network's Beer News, brought to you by homebrewstuff.com. Well, a bit of uh, scaremongering here from the news department, as per usual. Early August rains in uh, eastern Idaho dumped a ton of water there in malt barley country, and it has caused more than 50% germination on the crops, which means that the barley will not be fit to use in beer making. It will be fit only for animal feed. Uh, to give you uh, some perspective, this year's bar, uh, mar- malt barley prices... Yeah, he were- wasn't having session beers. No, I have... I have no excuse. More than 12 bucks per 100 pounds. The animal feed barley goes for less than five. So huge uh, hit for those farmers who thought they had a, a big uh, cash crop. And it's likely to go down even further, actually, as uh, more and more malt farmers are just trying to sell off all of this uh, animal feed only stuff. So in addition to Montana and Idaho, North Dakota's um, malt barley crop has also been hurt by weather. Those are the three states that produce the most uh, uh, most of the nation's barley. Okay. Uh, the crop losses in all three states, it's a, it's, a tri- it's a triple whammy. Luckily, for the short term, the 2013 Canadian malt barley harvest was a record high. Uh, it was gigantic. It left a huge surplus. So prices for brewers and, you know, then beer drinkers, of course, will probably remain stable for another maybe six, eight months. Nobody, nobody really knows. Hmm. But it's it's looking like inevitable prices are going to go up. Being a farmer sucks. Like he, he, everything you do relies on something that you have zero control over. Yeah. It's just it's a it's a hope and dream game, and it's, of course you, you you play the numbers, you, you bet on on things. But God, it's, it would scare the crap out of me. Our winter fest, our winter beer festival. The best thing about it is that it's in the winter, so there there's not a lot of competition. There aren't many uh, beer fests on either side of it, so brewers get excited about it. People are excited about it, but I'm terrified every year that it's going to pour rain on us. Now we're in California, which is pretty much in a perpetual you know drought. State of drought. So the numbers say it's, it's probably not going to rain, but the one year that it did rain. 
our numbers were pretty bad. And it's going to happen again to us one of these times. It terrifies yeah. me. But imagine your whole livelihood being based on the well, weather. What about the poor brewers? Oh, sure, there's a boon in Canadian barley, but, you know, who wants to use barley grown north of the U.S. border? <laughs> I am or really, any other product. It's for- going to be way too friendly, way too nice, yeah. the barley. It's not going to have the aggressive nature no, it's too that we want in our, our West Coast beers. Absolutely. I, I, I heard that most of our U.S. barley is from Canada anyways. Oh, shh. I'm serious. Not the ones we're using in aggressive IPAs. How could right. it be? Well, I don't drink those <laughs> fucking marketing bullshit, so I don't know. But that, but no, I'm serious. I heard most of our malt is Canadian grown anyway. I think a whole bunch. So of it doesn't it. really fucking matter. <laughs> Damn it. it. They started out, that, that brewery game started out as that malting barley game, but there were too many suicides. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's really a t- I mean... Just do what L.A. does and steal our water. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Or they pay for it, I guess. Uh, You're welcome. I don't know. It just seems very stressful to me. Yeah, yeah. well, and it's going to be stressful on the, the... Well, both brewers, like Jamil said, and the beer drinkers, because uh, we, we, of course, absorb all the costs at the end, don't we? Yeah. The, the retail side. The retailers and the drinkers. We're the ones who pay for it. Indeed. So we'll see what happens. Time will tell. And good luck with next year's crop, because it sounds like we're going to need it. Yeah. Uh, so here's some of uh, the news Justin sent me. Uh, President Obama has made good on his World Cup bet with uh, his Belgian counterpart. Uh, you might remember Belgium's Prime Minister, Elio de Rupo, uh, tweeted Obama a friendly wager ahead of the two nations round of 16 tie in the World Cup, uh, with the loser having to send a case of the country's finest beer to the other. Uh, Obama, don't say the beer. Say, keep going, but don't okay. say the beer. O- Obama accepted the the, <laughs> the bet, and uh, the uh, the Belgians, uh, they did win. They won an extra time. Uh, so two months later, here now Obama has finally paid up. He sent the Belgian embassy in Washington, D.C., a case of... So the bet was of America's finest... Finest beer. Beer. <laughs> Now, did anybody else read the article? Does anybody know no, the answer? I don't know, okay. I don't know the answer. Uh, w- without saying what you, you, what's your first get? Like the first thing that comes Reading. to your mind it's when it's be a, Budweiser or Sam Adams, it's like a, Rock. because it's like a political thing, right? So you think right. it, he can't just actually send his favorite beer. He, they're, they're, he couldn't just send Russian River. He's gonna piss everybody off. PBR. So Budweiser or, or PBR, like some of these were my first thought. Budweiser yeah. was my first thought, um, but I guarantee it's something from the East Coast. Why? Because that's where he's located. Oh. He lives over there. Yeah, I don't know he, if he lives knew there. Sixteen hundred <laughs> yeah. Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah, but I was just thinking that that would have the only Washington. thing that it would have to do with it would be politics. Like, yes, because it's uh, it, this clearly there's going to be a news story about it and the whole yeah. Chicago thing. Maybe Goose Island. Can you well, can, can you and imagine? It's still if, Budweiser. You know, it, it, everyone's going to have a problem with whatever Obama does, no matter what. So if, if, if he's in Washington, D.C., and he doesn't send a beer that's around 500 miles of Washington or 50 miles radius of Washington, D.C. Are you tasty now? Why is it Washington? No, I'm, I'm talking too much. <laughs> uh, if, if we did that, then he, people would be pissed. If he sent beers from Portland, people would be pissed. Right. So it doesn't. It, so he has to send something locally for politics reasons. Okay. Dogfish. For reasons about politics. He, sh- he should have said one of the best Sam beers Adams. in America, not like the best. One of the beers in America, yes. Yeah, what was the, the line again? Uh, it was Where's America's it? finest beer. Yeah, it was. It was a it's, friendly wager ahead of the two uh, with the loser having to send a case uh, of the country's finest beer. Dear God. Right. Advisor, he's highlight. a beer advisor. Well, it was not Budweiser. Sam Adams. Why was it? Why do you think it was not Budweiser? 
Uh, because they are uh, bought by ABMV. Not American-owned. Not American-owned, nope. yeah. No longer America's... Sam Adams. Can't, can't right. be on the list of America's finest beers. They're Sam actually, Adams they're or, Belgian. or Sierra uh, And they're Belgian. Come on. That would be funny. He's, here, America's <laughs> finest beer is a Belgian. Uh, it's fun. Uh, well, Jamil's absolutely right. It was Sam Adams. Yes, it go. was a case of the Boston Lager, and there was actually a second case of the uh, the seasonal variety pack. Still, oh, good. still political in 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 that my was mind. Like a bonus, they they need to get rid of that. Or <laughs> well, no. it's it is one of <laughs> it might be America's. It's one of America's largest breweries, even though it's still a craft brewery and small compared to Six the big million. guys. Yeah. Um, Sab Miller, that's what Brazilian Sab mm-hmm. uh, South America. and South America. Okay. Uh, uh, I think Brazilian Sab. Sab is South American Brazil. South American Brazil. Uh, Anheuser-Busch, now Belgian. Uh, I guess there's the Miller Coors, but no, I think... that's part of SAB. That's part of SAB. But I think in America, no, they're, they're different. Miller Coors. So does but that in make... In America, they're different, right? They're, they... SAB yeah, Miller they, Coors. Yeah. yeah. And AB of InBev is All trying to buy SAB Miller right now. Right. Yes. There you go. That is and, also... And I, yes. I would guess that, that. Uh, that the Obama actually drinks uh, craft beer. He, that he would not be drinking uh, those other breweries' products. Because he's... Too cool? Yeah. He just like yeah. good beer. He's having yeah. the, remember he's yeah. having the White House Chef's homebrew, right. the honey yeah, yeah, ale. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's beer. into beer, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't, I I'm still. Not too, I'm not too disappointed with Sam Adams. No, me neither. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm pleased. I'm a little, su- I was a little surprised, but now it makes sense. Uh, I'm, I'm happy with yeah, him yeah, saying yeah, yeah. I can think of a couple <laughs> breweries that I, I'd be pissed off if it was them. Like, yeah. Like it, it, I mean, they could do like like I said, Russian know, River. Like, they could uh, do Sierra Nevada. Well, if, if you know, beer or right? something, or. it's okay. I mean, you know, how fresh is it going to be when it gets over there? I mean, by the time it comes from the wet east coast to the west coast, they flew it on Air, <laughs> Fo- no, on no, Air Force pa- One. Air Force, Air Force One. Air Force One. Yeah. Straight you just over. Malagash. Say, here's how it's done, man. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Send him a Belgian, American Belgian beer. Yeah, yeah. try this shit. <laughs> what do you think of that? Yeah. Uh, anyway, oh, good. I just thought it was interesting to it try is, to guess what the what America's finest beer was. But why two months later? That, that that we should co- we should contact the, for the, the best buy date. Well, two months for the multi yeah. There were a lot of rounds of golf to be played, and That's then he true. then he could ship the beer. I don't know. I've got bets from two years ago. I still yeah, have a couple international it. Just, yeah. it happens. Well, it's don't an run accident. for president. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Weren't you supposed to get a pedicure? Uh, huh? I don't. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I lost a bet to Kate the Great. I was supposed to get my feet. Your done. talons waxed. <laughs> yeah. That she never called me on it, so I'm not going to offer it up. Like, hey, remember, I'm supposed to go get my feet done. <laughs> when do you want me to make good? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like you could understand her, anyways, with that accent of hers. I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on. Exactly. You're like four words behind, like mm-hmm. KP said. Right. Yeah. That All English right. accent's tough. Here's the next one for this uh, Southern California story uh, for our guests here. A Lagunitas big rig dumped its precious cargo all over the 57 freeway uh, a couple days ago. This is it was east of Los Angeles, 57 South. Uh, the driver lost control and ran off the freeway at the Auto Center Drive exit. Hmm. The reasons are yet to be determined, uh, but the truck apparently veered to the right out of nowhere, collided with the guardrail, skidded down an embankment, and then hit oh. the wall of a storage facility uh, at the base of a said embankment. So it came to a rest, overturned onto its right side, and it had spilled kegs and boxes of Lagunitas everywhere. Uh, the driver was unhurt, 41-year-old guy from Fresno. Authorities say the investigation is ongoing, but the uh, cause of the crash does not uh, appear to be alcohol-related. The beer was too unbalanced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 it was listening to the, to the right. Yeah. Sorry, but well, only, uh, it was a horrible right. story until that comment. <laughs> I tell you. fell right down the, down the hill. Grace from Stone put a hex on him. 
Yeah. Did you see that picture I sent along with the story there, Justin? Yeah. It's, uh, it's not a pretty picture. Well, I saw other pictures of the truck, and it's completely empty, and the back doors are still uh, closed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it all went out the top. Mangled. Yeah. Yeah. It all went out the top. They emptied the complete trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Totally mangled. Yeah. I saw this story posted on you know different social media sites. I found it. Maybe it's just me. I found it humorous that all the beer geeks, all their first posts were oh the poor beers. Uh, no, no, no the, that's what I expected it to be. But I knew that they're uh, because haters? it's in the public eye. They have to say the thing they're supposed to say first. So they all go. I'm glad the driver's okay. <laughs> and then they go. But all that beer, yeah. and you know they don't give a shit about the driver. What they meant uh, to say was, I can't believe all that beer's been wasted. How can I get some of those cakes. That's yeah. Thinking, yeah. I just find it interesting how people feel like they have to behave in public. I'm glad we don't feel that way here at the Brewing Network. We just urinate places. Don't wash our hands. <laughs> no, I wash my hands. Oh, yeah. I don't There's dry my dry hands. Dry yeah. It's a little yeah. bit of a chore here. Yeah. Carry on, please. All right. Here's uh, a world record. There's a world record, as I was uh, explaining before the show, for everything. And this world record is the uh, the one liter mug carry. So a, a guy, a German guy named Oliver Strumpfel, mm. he just uh, set sure the record. Not a woman, but you know, actually, before uh, let's listen to a BBC woman telling it, right? Because it's I'm not as good. I never, I never will be. For some, carrying one too many drinks can be a bit of a challenge, but not for Oliver Strumpfel, who broke the world record for carrying the most beer mugs in one go. Holding 27 full one-liter traditional German mugs, Strumpfel now holds the world record. He was up against just one competitor as they had to carry as many full mugs as possible for the distance of 40 meters. He's had quite a lot of practice, though, having worked at a traditional German beer festival for the last 17 years. But it hasn't always been easy. He had to undergo training by going to the gym during the winter months. And three years ago, he had a bit of a beer disaster after 23 beer mugs fell down at once. And this is uh, on this video, of course. He's uh, triumphantly crossing the finish line. You can hear the crowd uh, going crazy for him in the background. Is 40 meters the same distance as a fortnight? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's about two weeks. He walked for yeah. two weeks, yeah. It was yeah. a long time. Walk with it's 20. a world record. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. That's a I lot think, of beer. I think we ought to do that here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm up for that. Look You're up that. for the challenge? I see it. 20, 27, please. Yeah. Well, just think about think about what carrying just one is like. I mean, they're fairly heavy. Big difficult. glass mugs with, yeah. the, with the handle. Yeah. 27. I mean... That's a Picture lot. what that would look like. Yeah. yeah. Think about a carboy with 19 liters in it, or 20 liters in it. It's glass. You carry that. I mean, really. You'd have to carry a little bit yeah. more than that. It's all about the stacking. Carboy and a half. Yeah. It's like he's got about eight stack. in each hand. We're all holding right. the handles. Still, you got and the then he's got, got, got a layer top. stacked on top. Yeah. 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 So you're saying no big deal? No big deal. I, I seem to remember Let's that the it. last time we... This story has been covered before, but last time it was a woman who did it, I think. Yeah. I think Not knows. 23, really? That's, that's sexist. I, I think we like should that. have a saliva test after that. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. It's a DNA well, the Olympics. I don't know, the guy now. in the video had some pretty good-sized breasts on him. I, I bet he would with all that. Those are leader out. glasses. They're not actually breasts. I'm pretty it's sure like it was shelf. also... No, he's, he's it was a, back, too. It was a German woman who broke the last record, so I think that's the record he's breaking. I want to see a picture of her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll look it up right after this last story. Uh, JP touched on it a minute ago. Uh, I so here's how I was going to report it, and we can elaborate. So, global brewers are are they're this is like a, basically a stock market story. They're back to valuations last seen on the eve of the financial crisis. So the stock market as a whole has been doing great. Uh, big beer has been doing really well. Heineken confirmed a takeover approach from SAB Miller, which primed the sector's pump even further last week. And uh, Heineken is family controlled, and they made it clear that they're going to remain independent, but. No matter what, both companies, uh, their prices rose, their shares rose. Hmm. However it plays out, 
Uh, SAB is central to hopes that the beer sector is set to consolidate. So growth at AB InBev is slowing. Earnings are they're going to maybe about eight percent annually from 2013 to 2016. That's the projection compared to 15 percent from 2009 to 2012. So it's so what they're saying is is AB is now going to maybe try and take over SAB Miller hostily, yeah. and SAB approached Heineken to try and make themselves bigger to avoid a hostile takeover. I'll well, tell you this: you know they could they could do a hostile takeover of Heretic. I'm I'm wide open for that. You're down. I don't think it's I've, hostile I've the, anymore. I've though. got the kimono open. Yeah, and you know, you know, SAB. You could add yeah. us on there, yeah. like a little tick on the butt of SAB to uh, fend off the AB InBev. I've always felt go. the same thing about the Brewing Network. We are not opposed to being hostily taken over. No, no yeah. you just get all your money up front. Take me hostily. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then everyone will go, oh my God, you sold out. And I won't hear it because I'll yeah. be on a sailboat in the Caribbean. A lot of countries, sorry. <laughs> so, Well, I mean, and the sailboat could well be about 200 feet long because the type of numbers that get thrown around for this type of stuff is unbelievable. AB is reportedly discussing 122 billion dollar financing package with banks to in order to buy to try and do this. yes for the yeah. brewing network that could be 122 dollars yeah for 122 dollars <laughs> the brewing network could be yours mm-hmm. <laughs> you could pay for a few gallons of gas for that yacht yeah, yeah. that's right that's, that's, that's why a it's sailboat. a sailboat i don't know oh, yeah, right. <laughs> it's brewing oh, network type of money i'm done yeah just put it in perspective here I agree. So who knows? I mean, you know, maybe is is the big uh, macro beer market set for a, a major consolidation? And I mean, uh, it would probably there'd be a lot of antitrust sort of, you know, maybe the State Department would be stepping in and trying to prevent that from happening. Uh, who knows how it'll play out? Yeah, that particular deal, it will be uh, very difficult to go through. I read that they SAB Miller would have to sell off the Miller Coors portion of SAB in order for it to go through, oh, really? because then... AB a- would own everything. Coors, <laughs> Miller, Anheuser, uh, every so it yeah. would be a huge antitrust issue. All the brands dropping so, yeah. rapidly. Yes, so, they would own all. Of them. The bigger they are, the harder they fall, Jamil. <laughs> so there's going to be uh, one huge beer company and uh, no no barley malt for anybody to for any, beer with. Yeah. yeah, that's the news brought to you by uh, homebrewstuff.com. Our friends over at Homebrew Stuff are telling you to brew your winter warmers and your barley wines and such right now. Now's the time. Head over to homebrewstuff.com slash promotions. Get everything you need. Great. All right, let's do feedback. I told you we would, and we got some good feedback uh, today. Feedback's brought to you uh, today by BeerLawCenter.com, our good friend John over there, protecting the hop grenade. We had more stuff come through just this week. Uh Uh-oh. Michigan seems to be ripe for stealing the hop grenade, is all I'm going to say. Yeah, Michigan breweries taking the grenade. Jerks. Uh, But John looks out for us. He protects us. He can protect your brand, too. Go to BeerLawCenter.com and uh, check it out. So Pete writes in, Justin and crew, I wanted to email and let you know how grateful I am for the entertainment and the help you've provided to me throughout the years. I've been a home brewer for going on 30 years now. Wow. That is older than tasty. That is old. You know? He started brewing when I was born. Yeah. I was even drinking then. Are you just 30, Moskowitz? 31. Oh, yeah, boy. Uh, 30 years now, and I've been listening to your show from nearly the beginning. I think he doesn't mean the beginning of his 30 year. The beginning of our Yes. Uh, Yeah, okay. Well, maybe he does maybe begin with his 30 year. Where's he from? You never know. He is from Clarkston, Washington. 
Washington. Uh, Washington. War, sorry, Washington. About 10 years ago, I finally took my home brewing up a notch by going all grain and doing significant upgrades um, on my home brewery. I learned on my own by scouring the internet for information and happened to stumble upon your show. Uh, instantly a fan. So in 2008, I was able to finally fulfill my dream um, and with a partner uh, and friend, was able to purchase brewing equipment and open a small seven-barrel brewery in rural South East Washington called Riverport Brewing Company. Uh, I'm, I'm brewing just over a 1,000 barrels a year. Um, I just finally got my shit together and enlisted in the BN at the Ranger level to say thanks. So looking forward to many more years of entertainment and hope to see you in Denver. There you go. Congratulations, yeah. Pete, see you too. on following your dreams. I met Pete uh, a few times. He's even volunteered, uh, even since becoming a professional, at some of our anniversary parties. He oh. still goes to homebrew conferences, and um, so it's nice to meet him. But I'm glad to see his success. Is he handsome? Uh, he's all right. You know, yeah. Yeah, he's like a two-beer. You know, most, yeah. most, most brewers are handsome. I'm just saying. Yeah. All right, Chris in Oz writes in, Hey, crew, I just wanted to find out if you have some sort of itinerary for your Australia trip. I won't be able to make it to Canberra for the conference, but would still like another opportunity to catch you in person. Uh, Perhaps you could try doing a live session while you're here. Um, And then he's got... a uh, big country. Where is he? Yeah. I I mean, how are we going to run into this guy? (laughs) Canberra? I just realized how big it is, too, because we're planning our itinerary, and I'm thinking, well, we're over there, we'll go here, we'll go there. It's like an eight-hour flight. (laughs) It's like crossing a continent. But it's weird, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you think they ever do that when they're uh, planning uh, trips to the States? Like, yeah, we'll, no. we'll just visit uh, uh, New York, and then we'll visit Boise, and Let's then we'll drive. just swing on down to Los Angeles? I don't think so, because I think that only the U.S. is as retarded at geography Unable to as, use Google Maps. as the no, U.S. Okay. is. We're, we just happen to be particularly bad at looking at maps. Because why would we? I mean, we're we don't the need to. continent that matters. <laughs> we're us. We're, we are. Um, Absolutely. Anyway. Um, so... I have a little bit of itinerary. Uh, I'm gonna. Do you have your itinerary too, uh, Tacy? You must. Uh, have well, uh, we'll be in Sydney. Uh, Are you going before or after to I'm Sydney? After. After. I'm going to Sydney before the weekend oh. before. Okay. And then headed up to Canberra. You're going to go the weekend or the after, week yeah, that after. Week. Yeah. So. All right. I'll be in, uh, available for engagements. So find Tasty on Facebook yeah. and uh, yeah. we'll in, talk and. Um, Anyway, I don't really, I don't want to hang out with them. And if your wife's available during the day, I I can hang with her (laughs) while you're at work. Right. While you're at work. Yes. You know, if she needs company. Well, I need to to see some tourist stuff, so I need a companion or two. Totally makes sense. Uh, I'll work on getting somewhat of an itinerary. Canberra is going to be the best place to hang out with us. We will be going out to some places in Sydney. Um, we could use recommendations on that if you want to take us out yeah. to some good breweries. Um, he does say if you have time to kill, there are a lot of Oktoberfests happening about that time of year. Um, so we could look for that. Uh, I still don't know where he's at. And then I'm flying to Perth after, which is the entire other side wow. of Australia. But I hear that golf is really good there. Oh. So. What do you mean? You don't lose your ball or you just play better? The ball rotates yeah, the other It's just supposed to be nice, like kangaroos going across the green. Oh, that's good. Stuff, yeah. you know, I very think we Australian. might have talked about this before, yeah. but I really hope you get punched by a kangaroo while golfing. Yes. Thank you, Bebo. <laughs> um, yeah, I, that'll be a fun story, I guess. I, they're tough, I hear. Can I get some video? I mean, of that? They're like rodents. They're like the rats of Australia, aren't they? Australian golf courses are tough or <laughs> kangaroos are tough? Can kangaroos. You wear a GoPro well, yeah, people on your used head to box them at all yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. A what? Can you wear a GoPro on your head at all times? <laughs> Just to see what an idiot I am? <laughs> Just to see what yeah. it looks like to get punched. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> By a rat. Uh, keep up the great work. You guys rock from Chris. Uh, Thanks, yeah. Chris. We'll get you more info if I can, Chris. Um, 
All right, Scotty B. Brewing Company writes in, I have some feedback for you. And then he says, burp, like the sound, though. Right. It's written, but it's burp is what he means. Right. Yeah, and then he goes, how do, you li- how do you like it, huh? Not too cool belching in your face, is it? Why must you burp into the damned mic? Have you ever heard of a damned mute button? No. Love Scotty B. Brewing. Yeah. F you, Scotty. Suck it, Scotty. (laughs) We'd like to burp into the microphone. I agree that it sounds disgusting. I just don't care. It does really sound real gross. Yeah. That's something fun about it, you know? I got nothing. Zero fucks, dude. It's all that low-carbonation beer. I don't even have burps tonight, Andy. (laughs) You fucked me up. I was going to do this whole burping bit during the feedback. But your Just your, gulp, your like English air. ale leaves me feeling my esophagus feeling healthy. You're becoming sophisticated slowly. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, anyway, um, sent from my Turing machine. Anybody know what a Turing machine is? That's the name of the person who writes in. Um, Hi, uh, why not use the the union? Oh, this is about naming our studio. Yes. Because we still haven't named our new studio, Tasty. Uh, Seems to work fine without a name, but yeah. He says, why not use the union of the letters used so far in all of the BN studios? Put the whole history of the BN studios, which would end up being Studio ADD. Oh, Oh, this guy's a genius. Since most brewcasters seem to be diagnosed with that anyway. (laughs) Well, one in particular. Uh, Thanks for all the info and the entertainment. And this is genius. He just named the studio, did he not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking so. Uh, Absolutely. You know we, when you hear it. We all pretty much That's have a, at least a small part of uh, what? Squirrel? Uh, ADD. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking Studio ADD. Bravo. You good, Tasty? Yeah, I like it. Jip, it carries over the sign off D. on it for me? Eh, it's okay. All right. It's all right. I'll take it. All right. That's j- to, to JP, all right is like, holy shit, it's good. I just like ADD that, yeah. describes my whole experience here. <laughs> Proof that yeah. we all have ADD. None of us came up with that. Exactly. All right, Studio ADD it is. Thank you from my Turing machine. Whatever that is. <laughs> Look, I just write in the way I see him, man. And finally, our spam of the week. Yeah. How are you? Love, yeah. love Jeff Loveland. That was the whole thing. That, that was it. How are you? See, because if you respond, that's how they get you. Good. And you? <laughs> yeah. Fine. There was, like, there was like some weird gibberish link, and I'm like, this is fucking perfect. How are you? <laughs> perfect. That's our spam of the week. Doing good, Jeff. How are you doing, buddy? All right. Feedback's brought to you today by BeerLawCenter.com. All right. Before we do our Twitter game, and that's about all we have to do tonight, I think, right? Um, uh, we do have a beer to drink. Oh, you brought us Cantillon, didn't you? Yes, I did. Let's just do it off air. Okay. Let's just take a whole other yeah, ten who wants minutes to hear us so we can sit around slurping a beer. Yeah. Well, I can go belching. get it. I can go get it and open and, it, and we uh, can open it and pour it while we do the Twitter game. No, well, let's just... Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Adam and Eve. Yes. 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 Right now, you can go to adamandeve.com, and um, I guess for a limited time, uh, you get... <laughs> for a limited time, ten years running... I mean, who thinks like all, all, all time is us. all time is limited, right? Okay, We're all going to die it, someday. All right. Well, I guess if you put it that way, but yeah. for one section of the limited time, yeah. it's hyper limited. Hyper for a hyper yeah. limited until they go of out of business time or or drop us as no. a sponsor. Which the way this that's is that's the most limiting part. I think um, <laughs> yeah. you can get fifty uh, percent off just about any one item. You can get free shipping. You can get three free adult DVDs. Anal amateur Asian. <laughs> 
<laughs> Bisexual chunky co-ed. He knows them all. Thank you, Jamil. Uh, I was going to see if McLeod wanted to participate in the genres this time, but Jamil just covered it. Poor, Andy, much all uh, have. poor Andy's been waiting yeah. to get on the show just oh. for this this moment. Uh, Throw it out. You want to get your favorite? Oh, now it's going to it's really open fermentation. Uh, oh, That's his favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maltz, or Maltster snuff films. Oh, <laughs> oh. That's is open illegal. fermentation the same as like double penetration? Is it? The, well, it, it's a little more open. Well, it's a bit more oh. freaky. It's definitely a bit more freaky. It involves like a yeast infection or something. Okay. That's a new genre. Yes. Yeast yeah. infection. Um, yeah. I mean, we're in Van Nuys. It's just kind of like, well, it's just McLeod. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, it is like the, at least it used to be the capital of porn, didn't the, it? The, the Valley, digital, yeah. digital playgrounds base there. Right. Still like, there. What's that, like the biggest porn studio in the country or something? I don't know. Uh, Jennifer. Oh, Vivid. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember I Vivid to, videos. I used to work out at you just work with the wife <laughs> of the guy who owns Vivid, and you should see her diamond ring. Oh yeah, bigger than this. Pint Big cash. What did, what did the rest of her look shit. like? Yeah. Pla- a lot of plastic like, surgery. Like diamond jealousy expect. there. But she's very nice. You know what Jamil taught me about porn once? Uh, <laughs> we were talking about we were talking about internet technology. Yeah. And because str- we're oh, yeah, we're a yeah. streaming company, mm-hmm. yeah. and and Jamil, at the time you were working in a tech company, yeah. and you had explained to me that that porn had really driven the technology. Porn to, drives technology to yep. provide video over the internet. Yep. yep. Because the only people who really cared were the, at the time were people watching porn. Yeah. Yep. And of course now we have Netflix, and they're all everyone's delivering video over the internet. But if it weren't for for perverts, <laughs> people uh, jacking off we, the internet, yeah. the technology mm-hmm. would have been much. Much more delayed, I would imagine. It's the same thing that uh, brought in the invention of the VCR. Oh, right. Was pornography. Was pornography. It, there was no use for VCRs until pornography came around. Because who wanted to go to a theater? To one. Yeah. 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 What about the space program? Did porn spur, spur that somehow? Yeah. I'm sure it did. Uh, it because did sure who it needed giant vibrating rockets uh, more <laughs> than the porn industry? Right. Um, Never thought of it that way. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, three free adult DVDs and then a, a, a free gift that's very, very sensual. And it varies when you, you know, yeah. the more you order, the more different free but gifts you get. It's always sensual. Alladamneed.com. Use coupon code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. Thank you. Oh, it's, that's a real ad, by the way. You, you actually can use the code <laughs> and actually get cool stuff and not have to go to the pervy, awkward yeah. uh, I just, local store. I just sent you an email on something I just... Just now found on Adam and Eve. I don't understand. Can you just describe it? I don't to me? understand it. Uh, no, I it goes in a hole. Uh, right. So I'm just one of the holes. Yes. The, the 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 email is titled "I don't understand how these work." Uh, <laughs> it could be anything. Well, married to we Sam. Should, what we do you should figure? try to yeah. guess what that is because it could be potholders. It could be brakes. <laughs> I think that's our next Twitter. It could guy. be mechanical pencils. We don't know. Yeah, it could be a it's broadcast phone system. <laughs> yeah. uh, for example, definitely could. It could be an email <laughs> program. Like, no, yeah. I, I, I'm a. I'm an old enough to know <laughs> yeah, what's what, but I. I don't understand. Around the block. Well, now I got right. Well, I'm did. clicking on the link. They're called uh, Adam and Eve. I'm waiting for it to load. Uh, Adam and Eve Duo Keggle Balls. <laughs> uh, JP, do you know what for Keggle Balls are? I know yeah. what they are. I'm not retarded. I just don't know how 
how? Learn how to use them? Stuff them both in the hole there. Why yeah. are they attached to a string? Because they yeah. go, you gotta get them out. Retrieve it. Yeah, you gotta retrieve it. You don't leave them there, Bebo. They're not, it's not a permanent fixture. You pull and you squeeze at the same time. They're not gonna hatch. Yeah, it's you gonna tighten that thing it, up for you, and you have uh, uh, yeah, right on the G spot. Do okay. So we have to show you this. They're you. They they I told you it goes in a hole. The tagline is: These uh, balls stimulate with every stride. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, want to do this anymore. That'll get you walking around the office more often. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why does Bebo keep walking back and why forth a, across the oh, bar? Why and then falling over. Why has got her O face on too? I need a glass of water. I'll get it. I got it. I got that shit. You know what I really need? I'll get it. What do you want? So what would 50% off that Why be? Why do I sound like that? Let's get her. I got to go. You just went to the bank. I got to go again. I'll do it again. I don't care. I just need to stand up. I got to take the car. No, I'll walk. I'll walk. Yeah. The Bevitt's in Wanda Creek. I don't care. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> It's very angry when she has <laughs> when she has kegel balls in. Oh, anyway, uh, oh, they're only thirty bucks, beef. So fifty percent off of that. That's a deal. Fifteen dollars. Yeah. Do they come with an instructional oh. manual? Yeah. Well, you get three free DVDs and an extra special gift and yeah. free shipping. Get the DVD so that shows you where to search. Use the offer code BN Army. There you are. You can get them in uh, pink or black. No, go black. Go You'll never go back. Never. All right. There you go. AdamandEve.com. What's the code. string for, she asked. I like that. <laughs> Why does it have an I really didn't know. Really All right. How did you think you were... Honest question. Never mind. I, don't, I thought they were... Just, I don't know. I just... read, read, read the title of the email again. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand I, how these work. This. There you go. <laughs> That's all you need to know. I have a feeling that Sam gets his email about three times a day. <laughs> With a picture of like a light switch. <laughs> Stand out these like her just holding a light bulb in her hand. I don't yeah. get it. Just her baby. <laughs> it's Abigail. The car. <laughs> All right. Soda machine. <laughs> Can we do our Twitter game? I gotta go. Oh, man. Bird. <laughs> what is that? How does that work? I don't even understand. Uh, a Twitter game was try to find a new way to say wet hop because wet hop is kind of disgusting. It's a disgusting <laughs> thing to all say. That. Okay. It's offensive. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our friend Pete Dink says uh, fresh cone. You can say fresh cone instead of wet hopping, I like that. and you won't be so uh, so disgusting. Okay. Uh, J Bone says uh, Bevo's ass. He goes there. I beat Sugar Valley Brewer to it, <laughs> which we haven't yeah. heard from Sugar Valley in a long time. I hope he's not dead. True. Uh, Kevin Lane says moist hop. Which I find slightly more offensive. Okay. Marcus Harton writes, <laughs> Ejaculupulin. <laughs> much less offensive. Yeah, much less offensive. Good job, Marcus. Uh, uh, Scammons1 says fresh bud. Eh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, get out of high school. Kevin Johnson writes, soggy hop. Mm. That's not bad, I suppose. Uh, Bokonon says fresh hop grenade. No. No. I'm going to nix that right now. Uh, Big City 2000 says it. Just call it bad idea. <laughs> All uh, right. Ben says yard clippings. Brian Mulhall says bind hopped beer. Uh, you're getting a little too technical on that one. Uh, Thomas Shuffman says green hopped. Eh, I didn't mind that too much. Uh, Rob Sorbo says hop throbbing <laughs> instead of hop bursting, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And then uh, Kevin James says I support calling it raw hopping. Well, I like raw hopping. Mm, yeah. I like fresh coning. But. 
Was that in there? Or no. Just... No, it's fresh cone, but oh, I like fresh coning. Fresh coning, yeah. yeah. It's not bad. Ejaculalupulin. <laughs> That'll Ejaculalupulin. just kill the beer industry. There's, no one would want to drink uh, a, a glass of... Ejaculalupulin? Ejaculalupulin. Well, they oh, can do it at, at pints and prostitutes or whatever the strip <laughs> club is called. That would be a good one there. Oh, man. That one. There you go. That's your Twitter game. I don't, I can't pick a winner, JP. You go ahead. They weren't really very good. That's why. Bad idea was pretty good. That was yeah. all right. That, that made me kind of go, <laughs> All right. Bad ideas are a winner. There you go. Uh, bad idea. Send Bevo an email, bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com, with your shirt size, and we will send you a McLeod Ale Brewing Company t-shirt. They're pretty sweet, by the way. You guys yeah. did a nice job on the design. Oh, I stole one. Don't I worry like, about Did that. you get one? I might oh, yeah. have to grab one, too. Thank you. All right, I'm going to grab one, too, and we'll send one to Bad Idea Guy. That guy. Yeah, B-City B 2000 or whatever it is. Beautiful. We'll do that. Thank you. We'll, All right. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Yeah. Oh, I just got uh, Bebo's email. Moskowitz, am I done? They do everything I'm supposed to do? Um, yes. I, feel I like think I so. Did. All right. Who's on next week? Oh, Bill Owens. The great Bill Owens oh, of legend. Buffalo Bill uh, Brewing Company. Yep. Yeah. You know, he helped to pass the law that allowed uh, breweries to sell beer themselves in California. Uh, I I don't know if it was the brew pub law or the brew pub law is the brew pub law. So it's like to have a tap room uh, at your brewery, that right? You, yeah, because uh, w- without having to go direct, you know, it was a, a loop to the the three tier system, yeah. so you could have a brew pub and sell your own beer as well. Bill Owens helped helped do that. It's Buffalo Bills in Hayward, uh, but he's also now he's moved on to a new project too called the uh, Distilling Institute, the American Distilling Institute. So he's gotten into distilling as well. Yeah, it's fun to talk to. It'd be great. So he'll be on the program uh, next week in studio Indeed, i assume he will be also so yeah come drink with us and and bill owens that'll be fun yes yes that and it? Uh, otherwise yeah we got a couple of bruce strongs coming up this weekend so uh friday and sunday we're doing episodes of uh, that show so if you're around come hang out friday and sunday huh jamil palmer in studio we're gonna do friday starting at noon okay we're do a couple of shows and we're we're jumping in chris white's rv and we're driving up to the uh northern california homebrewers fest oh yeah Oh, really? Uh, then we'll be back on oh, Sunday cool. to uh, do a couple more. Sober up and nice. do a couple more shows. <laughs> Are you sure you're going to make the Sunday shows? <laughs> no. I've, I'm not sure at all. I have attempted that in the past. I have succeeded once. Uh, Worst look, shows we've ever done. With me, Palmer, and Chris White. What could go wrong? <laughs> what could really? possibly go wrong? Every show they do is the worst sure show ever. It's, it's going to be fine. Are you going to park Whitey's RV rig right out front to, as the green room? People can go party <laughs> in there? We're probably going to drive it right up on the sidewalk. <laughs> I love it. Well, good luck. And so all three of you are going to NorCal, uh, too. My liver will need it. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Are you speaking or just hanging out? I'll probably be relatively mute the whole, uh, whole weekend. <laughs> I mean, are you presenting oh. something there? Uh, yeah. No, I don't think so. Oh, you just is Palmer I or Whitey? Or who? Whitey is. I, don't I, know. I think the, both those guys will. It's like it, it, the Northern California Home Brewers Festival is, again, really well run, very similar to Australia. Where I've been there once before, right. spoke once before, and that was enough. So now and, you're you're and just so, the, and so they don't need they don't need me to speak anymore. So you're the fluffer for Whitey and and well, Palmer. Well, some the RVs are rocking. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. Go see Jamil, John Palmer, and Whitey at the NorCal Humbers Festival, and listen to them here on Friday and maybe Sunday. Oh, is what we'll I'm going to make say. it. I mean, yeah, some really version of them go wrong. Sunday. All right, I'll be proud of you if you do. Okay. <laughs> 
Anything else? Wait till you hear That's the it. Show. We're done. Yeah. Thanks, McLeod. You guys rock. Yeah. Thanks to McLeod. Uh, you can go to McLeodAle.com and check it out. Go visit them, visit them in Vanilla it is. Very nice. Our Facebook page is actually the place to go. Oh, okay. It's better. There you go. Is, is, so, so visit them. Happening. Visit their Facebook page. So just search. Oh. I, I did that today. You just search McLeod. It comes right up uh, on Facebook. So, all right. You ready, JP? I'm ready. Get us out of here. Okay. Thank you. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. A huge BN thank you to the folks from McLeod Ale Brewing Company. Thanks for stopping by and talking great beer with us. Thanks to Brian at Moonstruck Meadery for shooting us some tasty mead. And thanks to our mate Phil over at Beer Merchants for the tasty Cantillon we are about to enjoy. Support the cause and send the BN crew to Australia for the National Homebrewing Conference. Head over to Indiegogo.com and search the Brewing Network to find out how. Follow JP on Twitter at Major Jip and discover a magical world of whimsy and wonder. For some good beer inside at Homebrew Info, follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McDee. Production director on the session has been Push Eject. Today's show has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. JP was peeing all the time. Bevo was absent and getting us all burritos. And your host was Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Brew Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Justin's in my sky and when he